All right, we're ready when you are. I did a video one night with that, and I was like, wah, wah. I'm like, who's so sick and tired of those guys in your firehouse, right? <laughs> oh, I got so I many, that, I I got so many messages on that. They're like, ah, oh, it was so good. The recording's up. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Hey, everybody, it's Rob National Fire Radio. Do the clap again. That's uh, we got no, that was perfect. I like that. Fuck it. Be in your chat. Just do the clap. He cursed the Wow. Hey everybody, it's Rob National Fire Radio. Sitting here with Jeremy and Tucker, and we got our friends from the Hook and Can with us tonight in the studio, Chris and Nick. I know Chris. So let's let's begin. This is gonna be this is gonna be a wild ride. This is our first time in a new studio space, so buckle up, hang on. Uh, Exits are here, 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 and here, and your seat will not float. Mm. Right. But you may. Yeah. So, <laughs> real quick, before, before we talk to you guys, because I feel like we've been talking for hours already. So the one thing I do want to do, because a lot of people, or we hope to think that a lot of people watch and listen and so on, this is not the standard format. We are pressed into the new studio tonight. We're not 100% yet, so it's a little bit different. But having friends like this in, we're comfortable enough to have you guys here tonight. So I thank you. I'm sorry it's not on the... Uh, the grand scale, but uh, it will be. Well, we'll be we'll back. We'll have you we'll back. back. No we'll doubt. Back. No doubt. So <laughs> for everybody for having us. Yeah, well. are you kidding? Like, this has been a long time coming, and we have crossed paths yeah. numerous well, times. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I'm sure that everybody watching and listening tonight knows who you are already. But if they don't, you guys run one hell of a training page on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you. Yep. Feel free to give more than one word answer. <laughs> but yes, I mean no, but no, Chris. But now that you bring it up, you guys, let me elaborate. You guys, you guys have done really a fantastic job, and really in the last uh, few months, you've really been hammered down on this thing. And I think what's exciting about it um, for me, and just, and we're going to go into so many different things. And Rob's got his notepad over here, and he, he does a fantastic job keeping us on track. But just for me, real quick, just veering off a little bit, for people that might not know, it's at the hook n. Can yeah. is your so, Instagram, and, right? And then, uh, but it originally started out as a Facebook page too. Yeah, so it started off with a Facebook page. One of my good friends, Nick, he was a fire instructor with me. Uh, he realized he wasn't into fire service that much anymore, and he knew how much I was. And he was a diehard truckie. I was an engine guy, and I would here, always, here. I would always bust his chops. You know, what are you gonna do? Cut the hole and look at the real men working? You know, so <laughs> he decided he didn't want to be a firefighter anymore and a fire instructor, and he saw the passion I had. And he actually made me into the truck that I wanted to be. Gave me the page, was on it for about, uh, we started off probably about 500 people liking it. And now we're at about 50,000. When did that start? What was He started it probably about six years ago, seven years ago. And I took over roughly about five or four years ago. I started Instagram probably about two years ago. You know, just playing around and everything else. And I got tired of seeing all these people liking, you know, pictures just because it's got a good filter. Yeah, and I felt that if we can potentially reach somebody from Jersey, not just from Jersey, but also California, I got people from Poland, oh yeah, Russia asking me questions. Absolutely, and I think that's the best thing. We have to embrace the technology that we have right now instead of saying, "Oh, that's the worst thing ever." You need to be able to understand the new technology and the way things are changing. Back then, they didn't have thermal imaging cameras, they didn't have turnout pants. You know what I mean? All they had was mustaches to filter their breathing. So times, hey, times are changing, and we need to change with the times. I agree, and I think what you guys are doing too. I think what's so important, you know, there's this big disconnect this day and age, or at least I think there is, or at least we like to conjure it up that there's a big disconnect between the older guys and the younger guys. But here's the deal: at the end of the day, you got to be where the attention is. And I've talked about this with every guest that comes through, and there's a lot of guys that 
don't understand social media like yeah. like we yeah. do. I mean, National Fire Radio is inherently a social media based project platform. I mean, that's what we're on, and Instagram is our big one. And for you guys as a training page, Instagram's huge. The problem with Facebook, and we talked about it before, and I'm, I'm willing to talk about that too, is that there are too many shitbags on Facebook trolls, that trolls. trolls. And, and what's fantastic about that is those guys, like, I love it because I love the guys that like to hammer down on us. And Seth, maybe we should start going live with this type of talk because this is fantastic. I love so, I love it because you know why? I love when people troll me because then they're talking about it. And you know what? If they're talking about it, they probably told somebody else, hey, listen, hooking cans is a stupid page or whatever. But guess what? You're talking about fire. And one person, you might, you know what? We might reach out to that one person. Let me check it out. Holy shit, this page is actually pretty freaking cool. And you know what? I like yeah. it. I'm and you know what? Mark Whitley, I'm learning something from this exactly. page. But you know what? what it's no, no publicity. Yeah. You know, it's it's all good. Doesn't yeah. matter whether and it's any press. Yeah, but, get you but here's the deal, right? Like, I, I agree 110%, but I'm bigger than that, and I think bigger than that. And I think that in the firefighting dynamic, right? Like, we talk about this, and we talk about how. Typically, it's one guy that will bring down five guys oh, yeah. or ten guys, and so that one guy that has the amount of spills a bunch, right? And that one guy that um, can bring down or bring forth a negative message or spend thirty seconds to put a negative message on one of our pages, I think it's hilarious because that's <laughs> that guy. That's that guy that lives in his mom's basement that has nothing going on, and he's bringing down the rest of the guys in the firehouse. But where I'm going with this is. The other guys that he's bringing down, most of the time, those guys humor that loser, yep. but they check out the content and they actually appreciate oh, yeah. and enjoy the content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you're right. You're right. It's it's incredible. And so when we talk about Facebook and we talk about those guys that like to troll, if you go look at their platform or you go look at their pages and they have zero personal content and all it is is a fake page, I mean, you take it from where it comes from. Yeah. And that's probably the same guy that's miserable in life, and it's the same guy that's miserable in the firehouse, and that the guys can't stand, and they don't want to share a meal with, and you know this guy yeah. does his own thing. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's that guy, and so I love troll us all you want, like I love it because you know what, you're only fueling my passion to do more, and I feel sorry for you. I had somebody uh, troll me, <clears throat> he trolled me the other day. He actually messaged me. I was going back and forth and everything else. Started talking. Turns out he was actually just a. A disgruntled employee at his job. And I was asking him why. You know, why are you that way? He told me this, 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 and the third. And we actually talked about it. And next thing you know, me and him are becoming friends. And we're talking. We got each other's phone numbers and talk. So there's a lot of things out there that people automatically will jump down your throat and try to be like, I'm better than you. The one thing I can't stand, I cannot stand about social media is I don't give, I really don't care how long you've been on the job, how long you've done this and everything else. It's a number. And something we said the other day, you can either have 20 great years on a job or 20 first years on the job. I like that. Yeah. You know, and don't hide behind the number. I don't ever tell people how long I've been a firefighter. It doesn't matter. What matters is the, my, my integrity as a man and as an instructor and as a firefighter. If I can touch you a certain way and make you understand a certain thing, it doesn't matter where I come from. My actions will speak louder than my words. And people don't understand necessarily, they have to hide behind a certain age. Like, listen, I got this many years on the job, kid. I got this, this, this. Doesn't matter. There's great older guys and there's bad older guys. I love this. This is, yeah. who would have thought you guys were this deep? Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm Chris, right now, I'm like floored. You know what, because when we, start, when we started the fire service, me and him were best friends. I we love this. We started, grew up together. Best we friends. grew up together. When we were 16, we joined the firehouse. And the whole time, what we were told was we were a piece of shit, like literally. Piece of shit kids. We're never gonna amount to nothing. 
Turns out, guess what? We're both career firefighters, we're both instructors, and we're both doing it together. So, but did you amount, amount to anything? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Still debatable. <laughs> they're, they're young. They're young. Right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we took what they said, and we, you know what? We always told them. Fueled us. We fueled us. We, you know what? We're going to prove you wrong. Sure. Yeah. We're going to so. prove you wrong because you know what? And now the guys who told us we're going to never amount to nothing, what are they doing with their lives? Not a damn thing. I love well, it. And you know what? And the best thing is they follow us now. Yeah. Ooh. And I love that. Like, great job, buddy. <laughs> you don't know yeah. who's running now. I guess now they're gonna know who runs it, but they didn't know who was running it. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I, I relate to that because when I was growing up in Sullivan County, I, like people would ask me, like, "Hey, what do you want to do when you grow up?" And I was like, "I want to be a career fireman." Like, I, I went out to Poughkeepsie, New York, and saw these guys. Like, it's pretty awesome. That's what I want to do. And they're like, "Well, you know, like there really aren't many jobs out there. You need to go to college. You need to get like a." And I'm not, you know, by any means like crap on education or anything. We but went to college. We still became career firemen. <laughs> but like it was just, I was like essentially like, you know, I met an obstacle from the people when I was so impressionable who should have been like, hey, is that what, that's what you want to do? What can I do exactly. to help you get there? Exactly. Me and him were talking, we were literally talking about that today. Yeah. So the one thing in the fire service that we lost is busting balls and being a dick. There's a big difference. If me, like when you when I first pulled up, you, were, you were busting my balls. Right? Without a doubt, you were busting my balls. However, let's just say for some reason, me, I'm teaching you how to do search. I'm teaching you to crawl and everything else. If you screw up, instead of being like, ha, you see Jeremy, he's an idiot. I can't believe you fucking did that. No, why don't we work together, Jeremy? Listen, why don't you try it this way? Potentially, this yeah. might help. Here's another. I understand you're doing it that way. But here's another method. There's here's no another reason. tool for your toolbox. There's no reason Try to this way. Then go with whichever way you like. There's no people. There's no reason to knock people down. And I, I talked to you a while ago. Sure. And you actually brought me up, and this is why I'm doing this right now with my face. I love it. And <laughs> I, I was wondering which face you were using. I was actually getting glasses with the nose. I I love. Love. What, you, what, what, what you said is the bottom line, man. We need to and work together, and we need to build yeah. ourselves up. So I when you it. start, when you start belittling somebody, just to make especially. When you belittle somebody to make him laugh at your expense, well, so that's right. a dick move. So what, what? What I think too, right? I mean, call it what you will, but I think part of part of the issue today, right? And and this says nothing about generational gap or where you come from, or it's just in general, people are losing the lack of being able to talk to one another yeah. or com- confront one another with respect. And when Fair guys vo- voice wise, right? They'll, they'll right. They'll do it like this. Hey, you know, hey true, sucks. true. But but even in the firehouse, right? Like, there's a problem. Let's confront the problem. Like, let's not make a, the fire service. The fire service is perfect for this. The fire service. There's an issue. We don't want to address the individual that it's about. So we'll make a rule <laughs> so that broad brush. Right. Yep. So we'll make a rule. Now he can't do what yeah. bothers us, but yeah. now it hampers everybody else from doing something similar or something. So the issue is this, right? Like, we're all men. There's, there's women in the fire service. But when I say men and when I say brothers, I just talk about the fire service, right? We're all men in the firehouse. Like, put your big boy pants on. Yeah. Like, it's okay to have a disagreement. I disagree with people all the time. I'm, a, I'm an opinionated guy who I'm, I'm the type of guy that is very much an A personality where it's my way unless you can ch- prove to me and show me that your way is better. But you have to put up to show me that it's better. And if it is and you can educate me, I'll sit back and be the best freaking student but that's possible. Not, but that's right? not necessarily being like a douche, right? That's like, for, exa- for example, like I agree. how me and him search is completely, me and him go back and forth all the time. Right. But how me and him search, 
It's just how I'm used to it, how he's used to it. And if he argues with me and, and teaches it to me the proper way, there's nothing wrong with it. Guess what, Nick? Thank you a lot. Now I can do this too. There's so many options you can do. Everybody always always concerned with, this is how my yes. department does it, this is how my department yeah. does it. You got to do it this way. No, dude. If it works for your department, guess what? I don't when, care. Demographics are different also. So people always need to keep that in mind and take that into account. You know, When, when I came into fire service uh, in the career side, I, we had a... We had a captain to Kipsy, they call him Parking Lot Dave, or the guys that I would never dare to call him that, but Captain Dave Sipes. And uh, one of the things that I really grabbed from him in his, in his years of experience was that he said, listen, man, like there's a D, all right? And that's your objective. You've got to get to that D. I don't care if you do ABC, CBA, you know, I don't want your BAC involved, but like whichever way, you know, you get it, kid. Like as long as D gets there and it gets done and it's safe and nobody gets hurt, we're going to be happy with that result. Yeah, right. And that's, you know... Like I said, it's just adding that tool to the toolbox. And but I, I think it's also, too, it's like the thick skin, right? Like, you know, we have some, like, hard-hitting guys that are going to be coming through here in the next few months. Not that you guys aren't. What, I, what I'm getting at is this, right? It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Chris, you're a little soft. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it, you know? Today's, you know, we'll talk about it. You are soft. But my, my thing is this, right. right? Like, this is a tough job. And, and we've talked about this on many different levels about, hey, it's a job. It's a blue-collar job. It's a physical job. You're going to get hurt. You know what else is going to get hurt? Your feelings. And somebody's going to step on your schwantz, right? Yeah. And somebody's going to take get one up on you. But you know what? Suck it up. Like, we have to at some point have some thick skin where it's like, you know what? Somebody's going to talk down to me in the, in the, in the, the passion of the minute or something. You know what? Write it off. Talk to the guy 20 minutes later when when tensions come down. Let's not throw a vendetta or let's not go after them. And what happens is a lot of times now is people don't know how to confront conflict. And this isn't just in a this isn't just a fire service. This is life. This is life, right? So, but but the thing is though is what what happens though for us is like our job inherently relies on our brotherhood and our camaraderie. And when that can be. When that can be rocked, when that boat rocks because we have a guy that's a little more sensitive or thin-skinned, right? It's not like corporate where we work in cubicles. I mean, this is a job where I trust you and you trust me. And you and I could almost go to punches in the back parking lot. But in five minutes later when the bells go off and it's a job, I still trust you 100% of the time. Absolutely. The problem is, is that we're getting away from that. But, mm -hmm. and but we, with the old hazing and so forth that used to go on... You could weed out people or at least find out where their tolerances were. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when you took them into a building, you'd know, oh, you know, I'm not sure if this guy can go all the way with me. Mm -hmm. But you, felt, you know that going in, though. Yeah. Or, or yeah. you'd have that ability to say, Tucker, stick with me. This is going to yeah, be a yeah, real yeah. deal. And that simple, so they, that simple communication would say to the guy, all right, you know what? I don't know what I'm getting with, but, like, Rob's right with me that, here. That I'm gonna two seconds yeah. of verbalizing that. But now I'm like, all right, let's go. But those yeah, whole yeah. things that go on at the firehouse of, you know, jabbing at somebody lightly. You see where they're, where they're going to come back. But you, but, but and then you know where we can go with that. So let me, it's a real yeah, job. No, so I respect that, but there's also, we understand that there needs to be a difference between busting balls right. and, and this being is, a straight thing. Like, yeah, yeah. if your mother or a family member just died, they're like, oh, I guess you're, she's not going to be sleeping well tonight. You know what I mean? Like, and I've heard shit like that. There, there's a big difference between, but between but that difference, that difference comes down. I one of the biggest things that splits the hairs in that difference because a lot of times we walk that line. My oh, best yeah, friends, yeah. you know, we oh, walk that line, right? But the difference comes down to, and I think the biggest thing out of all this is respect. 
Yeah. Right? If I respect you and you respect me and we have that mutual respect where we are brothers and we are comrades and, you know, we share all of this. Again, we can get to that point where we almost cross that line, but at the end of the day, there's that respect that we can bring it right back. But I was supposed to be able to go up to you and tell you, Yo, I agree. Jeremy. I agree. You're wrong. You yeah. fucked up. Yeah. You yeah. did something wrong. That's, like, that's, I agree. That's, that a lot of people are not I agree. having a good problem. I, 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 told him, I, got, I got two probies in the firehouse right now on shift, and I told both of them, like, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm, it's the fire service. I'm going to bust your balls, you know? But guess what? You know? At the end of the day, I'm all, you know, like, I feel like I'm very approachable, you know? And I take the fire service, and I take them as far as, like, hey, listen, at the end of the day, my ship, we're only as strong as our weakest link. You know, right now, you're, you're the probe, and you're that weakest link. Like, listen, I want to bring you up to where I'm at, you know? And, and like, as far, if I, if I don't, if I go to work, and I'm not teaching them something new every day, you feel. then I'm not doing my job at work. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not doing my job. I love that. And, so. and let's maybe let's segue into that a little bit because I think that's important, right? So not only are you teaching you guys the hook and can, right? I mean, you guys, it's made up not just you two. There's other guys involved too, right? right. Yeah. right. So yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a group of guys mm -hmm. that have this incredible passion for the craft. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And that's why you do what you do. And yeah. that's why you're sitting here tonight. And I'm, I'm honored to have you guys here because you guys are doing really good things. And I, I see it every single day. And before we went on camera where we talk about you know, you guys are making a difference. Same with us. Like, I get direct messages every single day from people all, all time, over. All right? Time, it's all day I long. Love it. I love it. And it's like, it's so, on one end, it's humbling, but really, like, just, I, I'm overwhelmed with it sometimes, right? But on the other end, it's we, Hook and Can, National Fire Radio, and all the other social media groups, we have to accept responsibility for the content we're putting out. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And so where I'm going with this, Nick, you just said like, hey, when you go to work and your probies or even the, even the younger guys on the line or maybe even the older guys, you need to pass forth a nugget of something every single day. Correct. When I, I think that nugget yeah. doesn't need to always be throwing that ladder or stretching that line. I think the nuggets can also be the little things about like respect or cleaning up or emptying that garbage or making sure the coffee pot's full. And, like these are all those things though, right? Mm -hmm. Because the little things add up to the big things. I got my right. probies right now. Every shift, I have four uh, four new guys on my shift. Every shift, they teach me a class. I love it. I was just, I was so actually, I was actually they just going to branch rotate, off of that. They rotate around, and the one will teach me a class, the next one will teach me a class, the next one will teach me a class. I'm a firm believer in if you want to learn something, you got AC here. It's awesome. Yeah, no, we're going to turn that and set, just go off if on that thing. you want to learn something, you just, you just sweat. Yeah, you're right. No, new studio. We're still learning. <laughs> Turn the lights on. You, you study it. You you inform yourself about the situation, and it's, 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 it's a lot of thing. fun. It's a lot of fun to learn from these younger guys. Because also, the we, we just hired 15. Out of the 15, we have a locksmith. You know, we have all these great people that we got hired with. We can learn something from you too. But guess what? I'm also going to learn something from you. And same thing. What we always teach everybody we ever teach in the academy. After we teach them a certain specialty, like brick or truck company ops, it's your responsibility now to bring that information back and teach the other guys, old and young. It so, so yeah, so we so we send guys out the training, external training. They do different training. Part of the responsibility is as a company, we send them out. When they come back, they have the obligation to I love bring back what they did, and that's part of the agreement. Is listen, culture too, the, right? Think. Absolutely, right. We recognize that. We understand it. If we're fortunate enough to send the guys out to 
FDIC or New England Fools or somebody like that, and they get a weekend of, of incredible training by incredible guys in the business. They're expected, but what's fun about that is it's expected, but they want to. Oh, hell yeah. We have that culture I where we... I love that drive. Yeah, like, it's it's developing that culture. And here's the thing, guys. We sit here tonight, and you guys are uh, career firemen. We're career and volunteer on this end, right? And so it doesn't matter whether career or volunteer. Like, you know, on our platform, we never distinguish between the two. We just talk about the job. We talk about firefighting. People will take me to task on that. I don't care. I'll, I'll entertain that argument every single day. Yeah. Where I'm going with this is, is this. It doesn't matter if it's a career or volunteer house. It's the culture. Mm. What type of culture? And the thing is, is for us to sit here tonight and talk about this, we're fortunate to have that culture where people and guys on the line want to bring back that training. Yeah. Or want to even, Nick, take it one step further, go to that training yeah. outside on their own time. Yeah. Right? Like that, that to me is a big thing, right? Like we, I know in my hometown, we're producing incredible guys that are going out. In my volunteer house, we're putting out career guys left and right like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, right. And it's because I like to think that it's because of the fact that we have a culture where we're producing these guys. We're, we're talking about our, our coach. Yeah, go. Do it. The, the oh, yeah. Talk about that. That so, is... Uh, coach. I love this. Uh, the firehouse that we belong to in Somerset, we had a chief. He, we called, we used to call him Coach. And he had all young kids. We were all probably, what, like less than 20, 20 years old? Yeah. 21, I think it was 20, the oldest. 21, 22. We were all young kids, and all the time, people would always tell him, that, you know, they're, they're, those kids never get amount to nothing. And he, he would get so pissed at us because we would screw up. And every single Wednesday night duty crew, we would have to pull lines every single night, probably about 10 times. 10 times we're pulling these lines. Working fire comes in, gets you stretched the best. Us. Of course. And now every single one of the guys were on that Wednesday night duty crew were either career firemen or were cops. Like the kids who were never going to be amounted to nothing because this one man, we call him always coach Chris Fisher, he believed in us and he pushed us and now we're all successful men. So Chris, let me, let me just tell you a personal story for me. When I was uh, chief of my department years ago, uh, we had a new guy join. And uh, I got a call from the uh, police department, and they said, uh, "Be careful with this guy." And I said, "Okay, you know, informally, yeah. like, be careful. Okay, you know, we ran, we ran the application, whatever. Like, not, no blips came back. Just be careful, right?" I said, "Great." I said, "Here's the thing, though, right? Like, be careful. Like, what's the story?" And they're like, "Well, you, you know, just be careful." I said, "Okay." I said, "You know what, though? Maybe this is what he needs." Yeah. Maybe he needs the fire service or the fire department or me to put a foot up his ass and to, and to turn him around. Right. Turn around. And you know what? That kid is now a man with a kid on the way, and he's one of my best friends, and I love him to death. And he has been an incredible firefighter, and he does so well in life now, and life is good. And it's because of the fact that it's because of the fact that I said, you know what, the fire service can do magical things. Sometimes people are looking for something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what, the fire service brings a lot to the table for a lot of different people. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from or where you are, but we just, it's the value system, it's the morals, it's the ethics, it's all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And with the right leadership and the right firehouse and company, you can instill those values oh, yeah. into anyone. So he, right? this guy actually, I was in a, uh, I was, it's not funny, it's funny now. 
I was in a no, dark, no, 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 it's very much funny. I, I was in a dark uh, <laughs> place, place when I was younger. I was in a dark time. Very dark. Very dark time. And dark. doing dumb shit and everything else like kids do, but I did a little bit extra. And I remember one night, he got into a, we got into a fist fight, and he actually got on top of me. He was ready to plow me in the face. And he said, you're going to lose the fire, actually. Is that Opportunity missed. Is that what you want? Do you want to lose the fire? <laughs> Was this so, last night? Was this last night? <laughs> Two nights like, ago. It like opened up my eyes and realized, like, you know what, shit. If I were to keep on going down that path, I would either one been arrested or dead. And for what he said to me, it really opened up my eyes, and that's why I love the fire service so much because it's something that it keeps me it keeps me sh a straight arrow, it keeps me going, and it keeps me in the right direction. And if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would be here talking to you guys right now. Yeah, and, and I mean, and to branch off of that. The Chris Sorrentino that I knew growing up when we first met as, as friends and things. Crazy. And the Chris Sorrentino I know now, the firefighter, is goddamn. I mean, he's one of the best goddamn firefighters I know. You know, I'll fight the fires to hell with him. He's, yeah. You know, when when we volunteered together, I mean, my left hand man. You know, and Man, to watch fire, him on fire, like Chris is there. I gotta get there. <laughs> so and, and, and to, to to watch him develop. And to see the like, I mean, the the passion he has for the job, and and for the just overall firefighting, and the, the passion that he has for teaching okay. and everything, yeah. and knowing that I got him into it, like through so, me, you know, almost knocking out as a result. Of it. Well, yeah, I mean, he was oh my god, that was the one. That's the only time we actually like, it going. That's the only time we actually fisticuffs ever in our life. Yeah, but Chris, so let me. Well, so go ahead. Kind of job, I mean, okay. Plus. We're gonna pause for so we can reset here, but I, I just I got it. Freeze! <laughs> Everybody clap your hands. <laughs> that just happened. That was fantastic. That did happen. That was fantastic. So the the, 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 I, the awesome thing about that though is that you Wait guys till you see it on there. You guys <laughs> You guys had that issue and you went to Fisticuffs, but you're still friends. Oh my god. And that's, that's, right. that's just a huge message to people that like because I think so many times now people will disagree with somebody in order to be like, hey, you know what? Screw you, Chris. You don't agree with me? I'm done with you. Bro, we had gotten to an argument this morning. Yeah, like over shit. Over shit. And that's no, the you one. stormed away like a little girl. No, I did not storm away like a little girl. I was going to knock you out. But we disagree about so much shit all the time. But the thing is, after we disagree, we also see a certain point. We understand that, uh, his perspective, and we understand my perspective. And we never said, your, your shit's stupid, my shit's stupid. We just agree the fact that, you so, know what, it's different. So let, let, me, let me just go, gonna agree to disagree. let me just yeah. take this somewhere, because we've never talked about this before, and it just dawned on me, is like the fire service inherently is made up of A personalities. Yeah. You have to, right? Oh, so like, yeah. this, this is just, like, this is just dawning on me now, right? Like, as I sit here and you guys just told that story, this is fantastic, because you're putting so many thoughts and ideas in my head now. But if you... His jazz hands. He's like, right they were like, hey, we're Italian, but he's sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's with the Italian. How many fingers did you talk with? Oh, you got five fingers. But where I'm going with this is, you know, every fire academy, and I've heard you guys talk about it, where the difference between actually going through the academy and then the street stuff, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, they always teach partnership and they always teach, you know, working teams and all this nonsense, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, on the true fire ground, when you're rolling up with a four-man engine company, guess what? You don't have a partner. You have a job. Yeah. Go do your job. When you're on a three-man truck or a four-man truck, you have a job. Yeah. You don't have somebody holding your hand. So you got to go do your job, and you're expected to do your job, right? So where I'm going with this is the fire service, the, job. the guys, 
Yes. The guys that excel are the A personalities. Mm. They are. They have to yeah, be. Yeah. We are. We are the guys. Like I am a hundred percent A personality. No. I am really. Jeremy from National Fire Radio? This guy? Jeremy. National Fire Radio. (laughs) (laughs) But where I'm going with this is that that will always bring conflict outside of doing the job. Because it's your opinion, it's your opinion, it's your opinion, and we're all strong-headed. And how do we... But we find that mutual respect. And that's the most important thing. And I can't stress that enough tonight. Like, just where we went with all this is like... So many people have gotten so soft. You know what? This is the fire service. You have to get tougher. Yeah. Exactly. You have to be able to deal with it. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not talking about, you know, all the bigger stuff that, like, really needs to go up the HR chain of command. I'm talking about, you know what? You get your balls broken, you get your balls broken. So You're going to have your day to break balls back. Or if you, or if you mess, balls, they're you, trying to push you forward. Yeah. Right. Because you yeah. have potential. Or, and we want you to get or if, or if you go to a good job and hey, you messed up, like you own up. Like, let's hey, talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hey, kid, you did a great job. Maybe you went that window too soon. Or hey, what would I? This is what I. You did a great job, but this is what I would have done different and all that. Okay, cool. And now you branch off that. And you learn from that for next time. Right. I don't think there's ever been a fire that I've been to that I did everything correctly. Oh, no, yeah, no, definitely and not you. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 but think about that. Every fire I've, I've ever been to is always something, something small. I'm not saying dramatic, like I, I completely screwed up the house and the house burned down, but I'm talking about maybe I should have got off the rig and grabbed this eight-foot hook instead of the six-foot hook. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have vented this window first instead of this window because my search team was going in. But every single fire I go to, I get better. Every single call I go to, I get better. Correct. And... Yep. The problem is, if you're just one of those departments that sits in the rig, I got a great senior man on my truck. Great senior man. Anytime we pull up on an a- AFA, hey, B, you ever see this building before? Nah. Yo, Luke, we get it out right now. No problem. Go ahead. He's the senior man. Whatever he wants, guess what? It happens on my ship. And he's if he wants to look at that rear building, guess where we're going? We're going to the rear building. I love that. I love that. And I, I it's great, man. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful to but have. But I, I think what what that does though is how many years are you on the job now, Chris? I'm only on the job for four years. It's fantastic because you bring forth a bigger presence, and this is like what you were talking about. Is like doesn't matter how many years matters how good your years, right? Yeah. And so, like to me, I think that's incredible because you have so much still to give. Right, you're early in your career, and you're gonna have countless guys coming up behind you yeah. that you're gonna be able to shape and craft. And if that senior man that just passed that on to you, and when he steps down, and you're gonna be able to take over that role, what he instilled in you, you're gonna instill in them. And I yeah. think that is that's tw- twenty years from now. Yeah, that's twenty awesome. years from now. Tons is gonna be that guy in the back of the engine. Oh, hopefully, he's riding the front seat by then. But twenty years from now, tons will be in the back of the engine. If not, going, hey, Blue, we're getting out. We're gonna go check this building. I've never been in this building. Before. I love that. That's awesome. I love it. And that's the thing we were actually talking about. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people nowadays that say these the, the, the kids, the younger generation, everything else, they're, they're, they're noble. They're, they're not good for anything. We as instructors and senior firefighters who are the instructors are failing them. We need to say so Can we talk about that? Let's talk about this. Uh, I love. No, I. Okay, let's do it. I want to. I mean, because, Chris, I, th- I think where you're going with this, I had some thoughts today. I did a little homework on you guys before I came here tonight. Uh-huh. And I, I, oh, but you I still I, have an outstanding bench for it. 
<laughs> that's not true at all. Don't worry about your jail time. Don't worry about all that. I mean, that's not. No, I'm kidding. They but, said that would go away. Well, we have a new it's studio. Explosion. Nobody will ever be able yeah. to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, where, where I'm We're going, still in Midland Park. <laughs> where I'm going with this is is very simple, and then I'm gonna let you go loose on this because you guys. Let's talk about the hook in the can. You guys want to be able to start doing classes and you want to start you guys are already instructors right, right? yeah so you're already teaching and you're you're molding the next generation of firefighters and then the guys that are in the job that love the passion and craft are coming back from war and you guys are giving more but you want to do more of that and so we want to promote that but i i have my views on today's fire academies and and so on i want to talk about this i think it's a fantastic opportunity so chris start rolling man like where do you want to go with this? All right, so with uh, the newer generations and everything else with instructing, uh, a couple of things that have always come up to us is how to, you know, uh, stand and deliver. How do I reach these kids? The biggest thing is what we need to understand is with the younger generation is they're looking for stuff. They're looking for expertise. They're looking for that passion that we had. When we first started the fire service, we were the same thing. We were the kids. They thought we were never going to amount to nothing or anything else. All we needed was one good group of guys. Remember them? One good group of guys that said, you know what, we were the kids one time too, and we believe in you. Black and that's sheep. the black shoes. That's all we needed. And when we go, well, whenever we teach, we always teach with our heart out. We show our heart on our sleeves. We, we express how much we love the job. We express how much this job means to us and everything else. And instead of belittling the newer generation, which I find a lot of the senior firefighters are doing now. Amen. I, 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 Keep I, going. I, I, no, go. I don't go. care how you feel about that if you are a senior man. Well, I, I feel that they say these kids are never going to amount to nothing. They don't know anything. Well, instead of bitching about they don't know anything or instead of bitching about they don't know how to throw a ladder, how about we teach them how to throw a ladder? And you know what, better yet, teach them your way. Because when you're gone in another five years or two years when and then you're dusting or in the ground, guess how your name's gonna live on? That kid who you said was gonna amount to nothing is gonna remember you for being that guy that taught him everything. And I, you know what I love about all this is the fact that you have the passion behind that and you can say firsthand that that was you. Yeah, yeah, 100% was awesome. Awesome. And so it's coming It's coming from, you know, there's a lot of people that watch us and, and so, um, I, I like to think there's a lot of people I still remember watching. my first night I, walking into the firehouse. Give I, it to I, me, I, I, I wanna hear this. <laughs> My first time, as a, as a volunteer, you know, I still remember my first time walking to the firehouse and being like, like, what is all this stuff? Like, I have no idea. I'm, I'm fresh, you know. Granted, I kind of grew up around the firehouse. Dad used to bring me down when I was little. He used to run his fire calls. Um, so so that's your father drawing you down is your father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. Well, and he was a cop, so. <laughs> so that, <laughs> like, I said, like I said, he was drawing you down. Yeah, yeah. Set me up for disaster right from the beginning. <laughs> But um, at least I took the right test. I, I did. I took the right test. Did you? He scored high. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, like I remember him bringing me down to the firehouse. Like, I pretty much grew up around the firehouse. You know, I remember him bringing me down there, and I'm scrubbing the shitters as a five year old, thinking it was the greatest thing on earth. I look back at it, and I'm like, you yeah. set me up, but yeah, it's faster. without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I still remember like my going in there, and guys showing me like, hey, this is this, this is that, this is that. I'm like, wow, you know, and. Just the memories of that, you know. Now I'm that guy teaching the kids. You know, I remember that first day like it was yesterday. I remember my first fire like it was yesterday. You know, it's it's the little things like that, like that get instilled on you. And you know, like I said, like my, my Kobe's now. You know, I can imagine like like they're gonna have the same 
I think as far as like their, their first shift in their firehouse, you know, they're always going to remember that first shift in their firehouse. So, you know, I, I'm constantly hitting, hitting them with stuff and everything. Hey, here's a binder with, with, with pamphlets and, and stuff that I've, I've taken classes over the year. Here, read this one for the, our shift today, read this one. You know what? I want you to come back and tell me about it. Teach me about this, you yeah. know? And, and that's what I like to instill in my guys. I, I think, um, real quick, I, I just... You know, Chris, you guys both hit on it, but my thing is this, right? Like, when we talk about uh, the Fire Academy and we talk about the newer generation, I think it's such an easy, and Chris, just to kind of parallel where you went with this, I kind of think it's such an easy cop-out for the guys that are instructing today to not to have to put in more work to educate today. 100%. And, and here's the deal, right? Like, yeah, okay, things are different, times are changing, but never in history has the time changed as quick as it's changing today. Oh yeah. Right? The yeah. cotton gin was the biggest invention for 30 years. The iPhones changed from day one. I mean, I had a Nextel before that I had a beeper, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. a lot of people that listen to this don't even know what the hell a beeper is, right? Yeah. Like, so the thing is this, technology is changing so fast and so are the people. Yeah. We have to find a way. When That's we first rolled out National Fire Radio, I did a one of my first one minute Sunday night clips was talking about the senior man. And I put out a clip and I said, are we failing as the senior man? Yeah, we have a responsibility, whether the senior man or an officer or just an older guy in the company, we have a responsibility of finding a way to get through to the new generation. Exactly. And exactly. every every Instead generation, listen, listen, the greatest generation ever was the World War II generation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Those guys are as hard as nails. They work 12 jobs to keep their family, to keep their wife home and their kids clothed and fed mm -hmm. and those guys worked and worked and worked and still find time to be at the firehouse yep right they are the greatest generation you can't tell me that the next generation under them they were like oh these guys are great no everybody shits on the the next generation yeah. oh, yeah. it's just what we do the problem is is that things are changing so fast that the fire service is playing catch up and mm -hmm. even in the even in the regular world i mean i have my my son my my stepson but he's been mine forever he's 25. He lives in Hoboken. He works in Manhattan. Like, he knows more than I do. Yeah. And for me, it's like, how do, I'm trying to keep up with him. And so this is a very unique time. But we have an obligation. And my problem is, and where I was going with the whole instructor thing, and yeah, I, I was talking about this, was part of my problem is, is I know there's a lot of academies that have instructors that aren't even riding firefighters so, anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, right, oh, hold yeah, on, yeah, because yeah, I'm, yeah. Not trying to be, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dude. No, 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 no. Where, Listen, I'm, we, where I'm going with this, this right? Is, this, is what I, this is what I preach all the, all the time. Look at you, you're ready to fall over. Oh God, you have no proof. Yeah. So, we call, I, but we, it's we call, we call this them, is rampant. Yeah. We call them concrete cowboys. Concrete cowboys are people who've only seen fire at fire academies and that's it, concrete cowboys. The thing I got a problem with, I don't, first of all, I never say career or volunteer. I don't give a shit about that. Right. All right, number one. What I care about is if you want to be an electrician, if you want to learn an electrician, become good with electric, who do you want to learn from? Do you want to learn from somebody who sees it, touches it often in good amount, or do you want to learn from somebody who doesn't make it once a month? Hmm, I wonder who. So why are we, why are we allowing fire instructors who, one, don't see fire, or ride on a fire truck to teach the youth, right? Or or involved in the new studies and so everything else. So I've I've, I've, I've seen I've seen instructors that are like we have good instructors at our place. Yeah, I will say I've that. seen instructors, instructors where like 
Hey, I'm teaching a truck company ops class. You don't have a cool. truck. Awesome. You ride a ninja. The two firehouses you're on, neither of them have trucks. So how the hell are you going to teach me how to be so a truck? So go ahead. You teach, me, truck. teach me trucks. So, go ahead. So let's, let's take this somewhere. And this is where I was kind of segueing to this, right? Do it, Because, like, let's talk about this. You guys are a training page. Yeah. You are reaching today's younger firefighters. Inherently on Instagram and, you know, Facebook has aged out and it's it's... Primarily like 30 and up now, mm-hmm. but 30 and under the yeah, go for the real people Tucker You don't even know how to like, <laughs> you know, Tucker is still doing own. Morse code, but yeah. we'll talk yeah. about that later <laughs> But that's that's something yeah. that Jeremy people should have to about MySpace today MySpace, yeah that's well, well, with, with Instagram though, you can actually see the age, the age brackets that you have my, yeah. my following is predominantly between the ages of 16 and 32 Absolutely That's predominantly my age group and countless times And if they're listening right now, listen, I love talking I get messages all the time. I love talking. I, I love too. talking I love to those firefighters. I love right? it. Especially when they ask you for any kind of help or anything else. Because you know what? We were those kids when we were younger that we wish we had a voice to talk to. Mm-hmm. And nobody was ever there right. to fucking talk to us. So you know what? If we got to be that voice, by all means. So, okay. So great. And, and this is where but I'm But there's always been that barrier. Because I had that barrier too. We've all had it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's stronger now than ever though. <laughs> well... In, in my day in the volunteer house, it was more or less, well, they're just going to take my job if I show you, you know? Mm. Yeah. Especially the drivers. Right. The yeah. drivers. Oh, I can't teach you how to drive. Well, you're too young to drive. Yeah, but what happens if nobody shows yeah, up at the fire show up, though? Right. Yeah. Who's going to bring the rig there? Oh, well, you know, uh, we have enough drivers. And that was always the thing. And, you know, it was it, part of it is giving up the job. It's not necessarily just, you know, I want everybody to be, but, you know, I still have a little thing that I want to do, you know? And if I just see those guys and talk and be like, hey, yeah, groom that young guy yeah. into like you. And yeah, then we're more like, older than me. Why you guys say, what is well, it? I'm just saying, you're just making sure. But that's what he's saying, because he's I'm older. Just making sure. Well, just know your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Huh? Hello. Wow. Yikes. But, 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 like, just. And like, that's why he's going to become a next lieutenant. But, like, like, hey, but when that person, or, or when that individual becomes that driver, and it, wow, that dude's a good driver. Now you can sit back and go, hey, man, I'm the one that taught him. He's that great of a driver because of me. And, and I agree. Yeah, I, love I, agree. I passed my knowledge. Right. Instead of keeping all my knowledge to myself, I, right. I did my job. And, and, I passed my knowledge right. off to but, him, and now... But cool. that, that younger way. person should also know that... Well, if you show up and you taught me, you're driving. Oh, oh yeah, not. yeah. Or that's still that, your spot. That, that's because the respect because, thing. That's yeah. the respect in the and, firehouse thing. Absolutely. But, and we lose a little bit of that because people are sometimes a little gung-ho, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And they want that position a little too early than mm-hmm. what they should have it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to you have to gauge that respect. Thing. Yep. So, so I, let's... I just want to jump in real quick. Would you please I jump in? Yeah. <laughs> trying to. But <laughs> he hasn't been talking all Jazz night. hands over He's here. Jazz hands over here. Jazz hands. What can I tell you? So, when it comes to that, those guys, those uh, those senior people, and they're afraid of like passing that information on, I think that's that's also part of your legacy. And I look at people thinking of having a legacy of starting a family, mm. but it's another offshot of that. Exactly. And, exactly. and like I'll never forget the scariest day. And and when I worked in the city of Poughkeepsie, by far it was at no fire. It was at no crazy EMS scene where there were shootings, etc. It was a day Roger Whitman said, "Hey, kid, senior man on the job, number one on his on his helmet shield, said, why don't you drive today?'" 
And I stopped dead in my tracks, went, why does the ghost, what are you talking about? I said, you're going to drive today. I want you to drive me around. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. And at that point, he wished he had his depends yeah. with him. Right. Yeah. And it was like taking Dad's Cadillac out. Like, yeah. I, like I was like, yeah, I'm probably gonna put fuel in this. You know, remember the first time you told me, hey, hey, uh, you're you're the chief agent now. You're driving me. I'm like, I think I slept in the cheese car that night. You know, I was right. so scared. But that's like, the thing oh you just said about how. Okay, chief. He taught. He's a senior man. And he taught you like kids, and that's what I, I, me and him both feel the same way. When you guys come in on our shifts, we teach them our ways and our passion. And guess what? After that, they're gonna teach the next generation their passion. They're teaching the next generation their passion. Don't automatically say this next generation's worthless or they're not gonna be amounted to nothing. Yeah. We have to work with them, and instead of just belittling them and, and shutting them out, build them up. I think. But, Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Each person learns differently, too. So you have to to take the person and we can't can't afford, I don't care, career volunteer, we cannot afford to write people off before we know them. If these guys were written off, they wouldn't be here tonight. Right. And they wouldn't have a page with 30,000 followers on Instagram and 20 on, uh, or 50 on Facebook. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't be shaping and helping shape the new fire service. Yeah, but but Jeremy, now that they've seen their faces, that could go down. Just yeah. Like, Are you looking at these guys? Are you kidding me? I mean, look at this mustache. These guys are cream. I know, that's, uh, that's good. But, you know, I mean, I mean he's locking you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Chris is getting yeah. sentimental. Here we go. No, no, one of the best compliments I ever got was one this of the students. Yeah, one of the students yes. uh, messaged me, said, Instructor Sorrentino, what you taught me saved my life. Yeah. And thank you God, so much. Awesome. Yeah. So you know what, dude? If I can I really don't care. If I can touch one person's life and I can help one person out and make sure that they're protected and they go home to their families, mm-hmm. everybody else can go F themselves. Yep. Because honestly, we need to be in the business of it doesn't matter if you are an instructor and it doesn't matter if you are a first year mm-hmm. firefighter. You need to have the implementy of understanding that anybody can teach anything. And if you have the love and compassion for it, and you can show that you have the love and compassion for it, what you give to it, it will give back. We, we all yeah. are instructors. Whether you're in for a first exactly. day, like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier, or whether you're the chief of the department. Yeah. Everyone has to teach down to the next step. Yep. Chris, have you ever, um, like, in, in instructing and, and being a part of an academy staff, have you ever felt that you've had to buck against the system that's failing our firefighters? That like we're teaching them. Like, has ever anybody ever been like, "Hey, give this, here's a lesson plan to teach," and you've been like, "This is not, this is not the real world." Like, we're, I, I'll teach this, but you do know that, like, when they get out there, this is not what it's going to so, be. Oh, unfortunately, here comes, here comes the haters now. So, you know, if I could talk to the firefighter one full right. curriculum, people. So, unfortunately, unfortunately. Well, there's got to be a curriculum. There has to be a curriculum, yeah. But it's a creative way to get, I, I think, get around it because I always think the curriculum is there for a reason. And somebody who's a little bit smarter than me has said, like, hey, this is what it is, but I also think there's like the letter of the law and the intent of the law. Correct. And some people follow the letter of the law, and that's where we maybe get into a little danger with the younger, our younger gen or anybody who's coming into so that. Correct. Uh, and we have, real quick, if we we have the discussion all the time. Like, all right, I gotta teach these kids. These, you know, uh, I gotta teach, teach these firefighters what they need to know to pass the test. You know, they need to pass the test. Right. But in that same aspect. God, I can't waste time on teaching them a four-person flat shoulder carry of a 35-foot ground ladder. 
Okay, that's a two. Uh, so hey, here it is in the book. Right. It's there. But guess what? That's a two-person job in the real world. Okay? Right. Know that. We're going to demonstrate it because you need to know that to pass the test. But guess what? Real world, yeah. two people yeah. are throwing that 35 foot ladder. I've, I've never carried a ladder with more than two people. And I've thrown 45 before. Correct. Like, in the book, it's a four-person yeah. flat shoulder carry of a, of, a, of a ladder. And you're like, what? You didn't have a wooden bank or ladder. So, yeah, but you know what? But, but you guys, like, yeah, you instruct on the... On the level, yeah. at at a county academy, you're instructing. Mm-hmm. But then you have you guys. I don't like the listen. The book stuff, the ifs, the stuff, whatever you want to talk about, right? Like, it is what it is. So I, I we talk- all know how important the informal, tra- the informal training and the in-house stuff is. Blows the book stuff out of the water, right? Correct. Like Absolutely. you said, you teach them to educate them to pass the test, and then we get them in-house, mm-hmm. right? But this is where we're dropping the ball. Yeah. And this is where you guys and your platform and what you guys bring to the table is important. When when they when when, when the person I'm gonna teach somebody when they get when the person gets into that situation, I don't want them to go to chapter four. I want them to go to the last four times they get it. Hell yeah. Yes. Amen. That is that is the best four of the night. Yeah. So far. There might be more coming out of this guy. I don't know. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that is that's that is Dead on, and that's where I'm going with this. Chris, run with it, man. Like, so yeah, top that. Oh, I clapped. Yeah. Cut that out. We yeah. need that Instagram clip. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the no. biggest, the biggest. How thing we doing? Is, we good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay. The biggest thing is that all instructors across the board that I've talked to from all different places, they always say, and unfortunately, we have to do this as well. Listen, this is what the book is, but this is how you're gonna survive in the streets. And there's always going to be a disconnect no matter what anybody does between the book and Firefighter 1. Unfortunately, different academies throughout the state of New Jersey and throughout the world, for mm-hmm. that matter, don't only go by what the book says and that's it. Now, their book actually contradicts itself. And I really don't give a crap if I piss off the book people because, you know what, I'm making sure my people are alive. You're not. You're just caring about the money. So... Probies that came to my shift never threw a 24 by himself. How is that possible? I have a probie riding the truck right now. What do you, in, in your city where you run, how many guys are on a truck? For, uh, minimum four. Minimum four. Yeah. Okay. So you're throwing a 24 by yourself. Uh, I'm so, sorry. What no, I'm, you are. No, yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, no, no. I'm just laying the land, yeah, like yeah. laying, when putting I'm, out context, right? Like, when I'm yeah. running OV. Us, us is expected. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. When I'm running yeah. OV, you're expected, to, you're expected to fucking throw all the damn ladders out of that fucking tray. And that's it. You know what? And after I'm done throwing those trays, guess where I'm going? I'm going to the next new engine or the next new truck. Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing those ladders still. I'm going to make it look like a damn spider web. I really don't care. But with teaching aspect is, and we were actually talking about this in the car up here. So it's always like, well, you have to teach this way in the book. Where is it tested like that in the book? So, for example, they teach you to crawl around on all fours when you're doing a search. And what I always do to every single recruit, I always put two fingers up. How many numbers am I holding up? What does it happen? Their bottle hits the air pack. You can't see anything. Can you see fire rolling over your head? No. Can you see the conditions over your head? No. So why are we teaching this four f- crawling on all fours down? And what people will say is because they're not supposed to be going in by themselves yet. They're supposed to be going in with an officer and a boss. Guess what? Real world, guys. I roll with three people on my truck, minimum staff, and we're a career department. Three people on my engine. There's times that I've stretched in by myself when my officer's doing all personal size up. My pump operator gets where they are, at the pump. I'm doing all this by myself. Mm-hmm. Same thing with OV. 
I have to do all this stuff by myself. So how are you gonna go ahead and be like, well, that's not the way it is. The other thing I got a problem with, well, that's the, real the other thing yeah. I got a problem with instructors is all academies, especially, we're career firefighters, there's career fire departments out there that maybe do this. When's the last time you ever saw three and one arrive at the same time? Right. So why are we doing that at a fire cat? <clears throat> and when, you, when we go up to live burns, why are we doing the same thing? Why are we always arriving with three and one? I don't even care if everybody's at the firehouse at that exact same time. You're, you're setting yourself up for failure because when the time comes, when it's actually a structure fire, if you, are you, if you have three to one, God bless you right off the bat. God bless you. That's, that's great for you. But most of the time, especially in New Jersey, we're predominantly volunteer fire departments. You're not rolling up with three to one. So why the hell are we teaching these, these firefighters, get up in there, hold the fire at bay, wait for the truck company to come in and do a search? <laughs> Yeah. Wait, look, where does that happen? It, it, it doesn't. No, no, like, no, he's right because there's a, there's a guy. I, I, I know he's, he's right. He's actually tuned in watching us. Uh, David Mellon. He was on. Uh, he was on uh, the fire. Assault, and he said that like we, we teach our students to open up the nozzle and shut it down because you can't put the fire out, right? And, <laughs> and, he, and he's exactly right. Like last night or the other night, I went to go fire and my nozzle went and put the fire out. And as he was doing that, I went right past him and started the search. Listen, you know? I love truck company stuff. I, I, I absolutely, I'm a truck eater heart. But bottom line is, if you put the fire out, you the eliminate the damn away. you eliminate the right. damn problem. Correct. So, fire, put, so put why are we gonna stand in a room and hold the back at bay to be like, all right, truck, come in here real fast and do a search? Yeah. Well, you uh, get are, you, are you guaranteed? Are you guaranteed that three one is your fire department? Are you? No. No. no so why, why the hell? Why the hell are we teaching that way? I Explain that to me. Riddle me that. Listen, Matt. a room of contents, engine company rolls up, right? Think about it. It could be the biggest city in the world. Engine company rolls up, puts his line in service, room of contents fired, and fire is knocked down in 45 to 90 seconds. Okay. Right? Correct. If you have a well-oiled engine company, you're not waiting for your truck or your second in company to perform a search. Your guys are going to say, Nozman keeps it in check, we're going to go search. <laughs> and that's how it works. And it doesn't matter if it's a three-man engine or a six-man engine. Yep. It doesn't matter. That's how it works. 100%, man. 100%. And I agree. And this is where I, I kind of wanted to bring this yeah. to where we are today. Is like a lot of this is has to be taught in-house. Yes. Yep. Yes. We can't teach it on the what official you, you levels. Always say, what right? You always say we teach them just enough. Oh, we teach the fire for one kid. It's just enough to make them dangerous. That's it. And that's true, and then it's it's responsive, and that's the thing. Think about that statement. But it's unfortunate. It's yeah. it's Chris, no, I agree. It's unfortunate because now think what about we're doing that is we're putting them in this situation that we're expecting them to go back to their respective firehouses and learn from it. And guess what happens when they go back to their respective firehouses? Not every single firehouse, but when they go back to their respective firehouses, these schmucks all they care about is being at the bar. Or just getting in and They're, getting out. They don't care about this new person who just learned a trade in a short period of time. I personally feel in New Jersey it's too short. It's a short period of time. They're learning this trade that can put them, that can kill them. And now you're expecting them to go to their firehouse, and then that's it. And then guess what? You're gonna be, you could be riding the front seat. It's it's very easy right. to pass the buck, and that's what we do, right? We we pump kids through the process. Right, yeah. they go through the academy in when New Jersey. So in New Jersey, where we are, right, because we have people watching all over. New Jersey is basically six months, two nights a week, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys are instructors. I haven't, I haven't gone through fire one. I couldn't tell you how long. Like four months. We're gonna shut down for a minute. I'm back. No, 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 no. That's right. Live again. Couple shout outs. Five, five, five. Fitness. Pip. Oh. 
Pip, Pip, hooray. And Pip, we trust. Yeah, it just keeps going on and on. To my guys, I got the, to everybody in New Jersey on a promotional exam, good job, guys. Whoever came on top, hopefully you guys have a very successful career. The Seabright Boys are listening. Seabright. Ooh. Rip. Good Rick Company out of Monmouth County there, Seabright Boys. All right, so in, in National Fire Radio world, we have to take breaks just for filming and editing and so on. So and filling up our cups. And filling up our cups. And it's only 8 o'clock. So we have plenty of time. I'm going to be at work till 8 a.m., so I'm good. Um, I probably wouldn't have said that. I'm good. <laughs> so anyway, we're back. But, um, you know, we, we, we hit on a ton of stuff, and so we're back from our little break here. And um, I have to say that this has been fantastic because it's 100% candid. And I think that goes to where you guys are and where we are. It's 100% authentic. We have to be who we are in order to bring forth what this job needs. And we were hitting on that, right, Tucker? I mean, like, we were, you know, we were, we were just, you got to turn it down. It's I like, just, you know, I when you call a radio station I when there's a contest? It, I just yeah. lowered it. It's yeah. like, am I on? Oh, that's that's yeah, 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 that yeah, that round. Right. We can't hear you. Am I on? Am I calling 100? I can't hear you turn the radio down. You're the winner. You are the winner. You guys are ruthless. Was it your first time? So Chris, or AKA Tons, he wants to watch himself, so he's got it playing on the table now. But anyway. So I said talks about millennials, but being a millennial. That was awesome. Rob, bring us somewhere, please, because we're, we're really, <laughs> right, well, this is like, we're off the rails. We're going we're gonna to take it back down a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about April 11, 2006. Um, you guys have a, a story here, and we want to capture it the best way we can. Um, so tell us a little bit about, about the day. Tell us about Kevin, and kind of walk us through with what you're comfortable with uh, of, of what happened on, on that fateful day. Absolutely. Um, salute. Hey, salute. salute. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Apuzio. Kevin Apuzio, East Absolutely. Franklin Fire District. Absolutely. What year was that, Nick? Uh, back in 2006. 2006. Um, Kevin was one of those outstanding individuals. Well, I mean, one of those kids that just lit up the room. Um, the, I, Jesus Christ. Like, the smile that that kid had. The smile. The, the, the love he had for the job. Yeah. Just, just, just everything about him. Like, Kevin was one of those unique kids that he walked into the room, the room lit up, he was the life of the party, and, and it wasn't a party until Kevin got there. And um, I, I remember the day like like it was yesterday, you know, when it was, I mean, it's over 10 years ago now. So maybe maybe you could just bring us back. So a lot of people are probably not familiar with Kevin's story or yeah. East Franklin. Um, we're talking about a line of duty death that Correct. you were directly involved with. Correct. And I just for us, I mean, we've been we've been going on and on for an hour now about funny stuff and mm -hmm. going back and forth, and we're hitting on great content. But this, I think, is really something that I just you know we're not um, the most serious platform, and we need to dive in and get so serious. But mm -hmm. this is a story that I think needs to be told. Absolutely. And, um, and for me, I'm just a New Jersey guy, grew up in the New Jersey Fire Service. Uh, Tucker the same. Like just to hear the story firsthand, I think will do so much good. Mm -hmm. And that's what I that's what I found out of Kevin's story. I have found that like more good comes out of it than anything else. And that's what it's supposed to be, right? We learn from it and then we take that and we love life. Mm -hmm. We and, and so maybe Nick you can just give us a little, you know, a little synopsis, a little rundown so everybody can be familiar with the story and then we can we can go on. Yeah. Absolutely. Please. Um April 11th started off just like any other day, you know, real cliche, I guess, right? Um, 
Got the call about six o'clock in the morning for you know reporter structure fire. Um, our chief got there, heavy smoke coming from the house. Uh, actually, no visible flames at that point. Um, just heavy smoke coming from our structure, and uh, confirmed the working house fire and struck a second alarm, giving us mutual aid at that point. Um, we got two rigs on the road real quickly. Our sister company uh, got another rig on the road fairly quickly. Um, I arrived, I guess you could say, kind of second, third new engine, and Kevin was my officer that day. I was in the back. I was hanging on. Uh, another one of my buddies, good friend of mine, was a wheel on the engine that day. We pulled up as second slash third new engine and got put to work. As we pulled up, that first new engine was... Had a line stretched at the front door and they were just making entry at that point. Uh, this house was a small Cape Cod house, run of the mill, um, legacy construction, the kind of house that you want fires in. You sure. Know, you're talking two by tens, two by twelves, <clears> right. solid wood. Absolutely. You know, buys the time, get in there, put the fire out, get the job done. Um, confirmed entrapment, husband on the front lawn, um, my wife was in there. Met up with my chief on the front lawn. For, as we're walking up, the first line's making entry. Uh, again, heavy smoke throughout, and um, a couple words I'll never forget my chief saying, you know, like, hey, Nikki Apuzio, come on together, you know, sticks with me to this day. I'm sure. Um, chief had us vent the front right bedroom window where the victims were supposed to be, you know, you know vent for life, vented the windows, and then, uh, you know, that's when we got told, Nikki Apuzio, go in and get her. I met Kevin on the front porch, we masked up, went in, again, Cape Cod house, went in about a nice... 10 feet, immediate right, immediate right, and you're in the bedroom already. Right. Uh, first new engine stretched in with a hose line, and they made the entry into the bedroom. They were having trouble forcing the door open, which the victim was behind the door. They managed to get the door open, find the victim, kind of passed her off to me and Kevin. At this point, you had a good thermal balance down maybe three quarters of the way down to the floor. Was it, was it a bedroom fire? A room of uh, contents fire, or was it beyond that at that point? It was beyond that. Okay. Beyond that. Okay. Um, we started making our way out as an entire crew. Right. And it was kind of, I don't want to say funny, but Kevin was very big in the ambulance for Rutgers Emergency Services. Right. And was very big on getting an ambulance in the firehouse. So... He, we knew he was gonna like once we bought that victim out. It was gonna be like, well, where's the ambulance? Right, right, it's right. not here. Right. You know, now we need one kind of thing. So um, we were all making our way out as one. You know, there was three guys on that first new hand line, and then it was me and Kevin who kind of followed that first hand line in. Sure. We were on our way out. We were dragging the victim. We had to. We had to grab. This all took place in probably from time called on scene to when the first when the mayday was issued was seven minutes. Okay. Um, we're on our way out, we get right in front of the front door, and the floor started to go into the basement. Wound up being a basement job, um, no indications really of it. Um, once, it wasn't really like a trap door where like one second the floor was there, one second was gone. It was a gradual collapse once the collapse happened. Um, some of us managed to make our way out through the front door. Some of us, some of the guys did fall through the floor. And unfortunately, on that day, Kevin, as well as the victim that we were trying to get, right. perished. So, um, just hands down, 21 years old, you know, a guy, a true hero. I mean, I, there's nothing we would have done.
that day, I really would have done anything different. You know, we went in for the victim, confirmed entrapment, got her on our way out. I mean, you're talking seven minutes from the time of arrival. To yeah, right. Operational, south, operational you know? is probably three, four minutes inside. If that, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just one of those things, and and for a while, I tell you what, I'll be honest, you know, PTSD or whatever, like, I beat myself up over it for a while, a long time. Of course. And the one thing that finally really clicked in my head to, to, to get me going in the right direction again was um, when I heard that video in that speech given by Captain Metcalf from FDNY um, when he was addressing the fire recruits of the FDNY, you know, like, good firemen die, great firemen die, firemen die on the job. It, it's it's part of the job, yeah. you know. And it, for me, that I, I, I don't know why, I can't explain it, but it was like the light bulb that went off in my head that was like, oh, my God, you know, like, he's right, you know. Like, it, it's part of the job. It is what we do. It happens, yeah. you know, unfortunately. So, so. so Nick, when, when this transpired, I mean, this is 2006, right? So Correct. we're talking 13 years yeah. ago now. And, I mean, and this is a this is a a good company. I mean, we, we, we were down at the firehouse all the time. This is a bunch of kids with that, that or this bunch of firemen that had just passion for the job. We were down there still. watching videos, training, still, still to this day. I mean, they, they, they run a duty crew program. They're down there training. They're, they're doing, like, like the guys, the, 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 the firefighters are taking classes outside of here, there, all over the place, all over the country. They're going for classes here, there, you know, just, just a fire company that, that really just breeds firefighters, you know? Uh, they'd send guys, uh, firefighters, to career all over the place. You know, cops, firemen, all over the place. It's just a breeding ground for for the for the trade. You know, and just a well-respected fire. Company. Yeah, and I, you know, it's just I, I sit here and we talked about this a little bit before yeah. before we started because I wanted to make sure that obviously you were comfortable talking about this. And, okay. and I I think so much can come out of this for everybody that follows and listens and so on on your page and our, our page and so on because this is a situation where in the fire service we talk about line of duty deaths and a lot of times we don't people don't go back and read the NIOSH reports and they don't read the actual reports about mm -hmm. about the firefighting and about the situation and this is one of those situations Nick where I know just from being a New Jersey kid and grew up in the New Jersey fire system Kevin Apuzio's name is a name in the business that I've always recognized and understood. And I know that East Franklin is one of those departments that celebrates his life every single year. Absolutely. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I know you do. I, yeah. I, I absolutely know you do yeah. as an outsider looking in. And I know Chris has a lot to say about this too. And where I'm going with this is that this is one of those fires that in the fire service globally, this is one of those fires where everything was done correctly. Mm -hmm. You guys, from what I know and what I understand and what I've read about it and heard about it and people that I know that were involved, everything went right and it still went wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for you, I, I just I sit back and I take that in and I go, I've been I've been in a couple of close situations. I also went in on a floor for a basement fire and a friend of mine, Dave Murphy, grabbed my shoulder harness, which I grabbed the two guys in front of me. And we were able to back out. That floor separated from the main joist and was going in. And we thought we were hitting fire in the fire room. And in fact, it was fire coming up from the basement as the mm. floor was separated. Yeah. Yep. Crazy story. We'll talk about that later. Where I'm going with this is that that's just one of those close situations where I was able to walk away from that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you guys were in a situation where you thought you were, you know, you saw the light of day. And as you were making your way out, things went bad. 
Yeah. And there was no way to know. Yeah. And that's just one of those fires, guys, that like mm-hmm. everything went right and it still went wrong because it's a dangerous job. And so, Nick, I, I yeah, asked you something where I chopped, it's yeah. just something where I chopped up to like, it's just the way the cards were kind of dealt that day. And, and the crazy and thing was, because he was junior. So before he joined, he was also our senior firefighter where we were members. So if it would have been, and I understand why he does second guessing sometimes, because Kevin was the lead. If it was at our firehouse where we were members and he was my boss, he would have been the lead. Right. So, you know, that comes into... I, I was a member of a, of a fire company over in Piscataway where, where we and him first started for, right. for a number of years mm-hmm. at that point. And then uh, I had actually had just joined the East Franklin Fire Department that, when that fire happened. I had maybe two months in, and it was my, I think, second fire with them. And I was kind of like, you go, I'll, I'll, I'll follow. Right. And bang. You know, I'm like, oh, I get my God. You know? I get it. So second guessing yourself all the time. You're like, oh, my Without God. Without a doubt. You know? Right? And, I mean, we're, we're going back. This is so many. Took a while. So, so many years ago. Right? I, mean, I, mean, I can tell like, every detail of the day. Right? You know? Without a doubt. Yeah. And, and there's no doubt. And I think every detail of that day has shaped you into who you are today. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Chris, you said that you wanted to talk about the kind of the side story. Because I think what's important about this is that we get that message out there that, you know what? Shit goes bad. Yeah. And then we, we I mean, God forbid the family has to deal with it. But we as the fire department family has to deal with it. You've had your demons to deal with. Yeah. When you're involved with a situation like that, I mean, I, I can't even fathom. I've had guys get hurt on the fire ground, but nothing of serious potential or, or line of duty the by any means. The best thing that helped me, to be honest, was the, was the brotherhood. Yeah. The brothers, you know? Yeah. Sitting there in the firehouse, being able to talk to somebody. I don't need that, a that, fucking counselor. I need a brother. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like, definitely. Talking to somebody that, that been through that, I went through. And uh, the National Fallen Firefighters... Foundation was a big help. Oh that. God, I've heard so many great things. Yeah, yeah. like they yeah. were a big help with that. Um, they helped you. Re- they paired you up with somebody. They helped you reach out to somebody to that's similar to what you went through. Next one's doing that right now. Yeah, next one's doing a lot. That guy. I mean, it, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no your story is incredible. Yeah, but he's there are a, organizations out there that are starting to recognize how important our mental health he's, is. He's doing awesome. a lot for the fire service, and I appreciate everything that he's doing. Yeah, and that's well, next wrong, guys. Well, like, one of my buddies on the job in New Brunswick actually runs a really good, mental, like a big mental health page, uh, instructor Dave Wiklansky, Okay. with Alpha Omega training, and uh, his goal is purely on, on mental health in the fire Not just the fire service, but just emergency services in general. Right. And... I mean, he runs, uh, he runs a whole, like, seminar page and everything just geared towards mental health and everything. And that's definitely an, an, a, def- definitely an issue going on within the emergency services nowadays. We're losing more guys a year to, to that than almost on a duty desk sometimes. Well, I, I think there's, there's two areas that are kind of come out from these events. And, like, the first one's the critical incident stress management side. Like, I'm on a CIS and uh, MD team in uh, Sullivan County, and people mm-hmm. always ask, like, why do you do it? And it's because I, I know that, like you said, like you need you don't need a mental health professional, you need a brother. Yeah. yeah. And that's the whole point, at least in that team, Correct. which I'm happy about. We have a mental health professional there, and I always tell people it's a really a, this is a screwed up way to describe it, but it's the only way I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, that mental health professional is not there to fix anybody. They're there for that person who goes, you know what, I haven't felt this bad since when... 
Yeah. Uh, this, like my dad used to touch me when I was little. And that person goes, hey, you know what? Hold that. We'll talk about that afterwards. And then we move on from there mm-hmm. to get that. See, like with, with that situation, I know for me, we, you know, we've, we've all had, I think, fatal fires and everything else. For me, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to right. do a uh, stress debrief or anything. The only person I talk to, him. Yeah, I, and, I, I go to him whenever yeah. I have a problem. And we talk, we bullshit. If we need to, we'll go smoke a cigar, have a drink. But he's the only person I ever reside to. I don't talk to anybody else about my the demons or all the fucked up shit I say. Yeah, see, that's one thing that has changed in the fire service. Because when I started, and we very had problems prevalent like that, the coffee table, everyone the kitchen would sit table. there and you know, you'd, you'd drink and you'd make sure that everybody either got it out or got hammered. Yeah. Yeah. And then they went home. Yeah. And if you noticed somebody was still talking about it, you know, yeah. the next couple of days, well, you brought them aside and you mm-hmm. started talking to them. Exactly. Or, and, and you did it all in your house. Because he knows me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, right. like, no offense to you, against you guys, but I'm right. not going to go, like, you're a the, yeah. the briefer coming in to me. You don't know what the fuck I know. Right. You don't know what I saw. Yep. Guess what? He's my best friend for the last too long. All right. And if I go to him and he, if I talk to him, he can tell. If something's wrong with me, I'm a firm believer that you know what something's wrong with you <laughs> mentally. If you but you talk, knew that from the beginning. So that, yeah, I knew what I was getting myself. If you want to talk to somebody, by all means, you should a hundred percent. But you know what? Maybe not talking to a certain person that you don't know isn't for you. Find somebody to talk to them. Well, I think one thing I found is, especially with the, the Hudson Valley Critical Incident Stress Debriefing Team that I operate with, is that we tell everybody, you know, hey, is anybody here against their will? Have you been voluntold to come here? Because if somebody's been voluntold, yeah. I'll, I'll say, hey, you know what, uh, Chris, I'm sorry, like, somebody told you that, but you are more than welcome to leave, and this is my number. If you need anything, you give me a call. We had a fatal fire, we had a fatal fire, uh, right, literally, right behind the firehouse. We had a stress to be right for come in. Yeah. yeah, remember that? Yeah. We had a stress to be for come in. He, uh, they said, uh, you know, we're here, the stress to be was here, do you want to talk to him? No. Are you sure? Yep. Yeah. Okay, no problem. Yeah. And that was it, because guess what? I already consulted to my boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that, that's just me though. Listen, mm-hmm. everybody's fucking different with every single animal. It doesn't matter, but the biggest thing is if you need help, go ahead and find help. Now, the yeah. thing I want to jump into this real fast, and mm-hmm. this is a side note, is Kevin did his job that day. There's a lot of things going on around nowadays that I see that drive me nuts, is when it says, no fire is worth your life. Last time I checked, Ray McCormick said it the best. Last time I checked, they're the customer. Now, when I put my hand on the Bible and raise my hand, what did I say? I will protect life and property. If you don't want to be in this profession, volunteer career, I don't give a damn. If you don't want to be in this profession and understand in your mind that the I'm potential, willing, uh, the, the potential is there. If, if there are three kids in a house, guess what? I'm going in, man. And you know what? I know and I understand that I might not be coming out. And if you're not okay with that, the world needs bartenders, bro. And that's the bottom line, because I don't want to be stretching down a hallway with somebody who doesn't have the same mentality as me. My mentality is that house is, it has people in it until I deem that it's vacant. Where we're, where we're at, how many times do we have fires in vacant houses? Listen, it's got no electricity, no power whatsoever. How the fuck did the fire start? The person that dumb to start the fire, surprisingly, most likely, they're going to be in that, that building still. So if you're not willing to do that because it's a fire... And you want to be safe. Guess what, man? Job's not for you. Brother, I, I agree. I agree 110%. And I think that that needs to be discussed further. I think that we don't talk about that enough. I think that there's this. there has to be that common understanding that when we're getting on the engine 
gearing up and rolling out as the bells are going off, that everybody there is for the right reasons. Yeah. And they're there yeah. for the right cause. And, you know, in, in Kevin's... Not for a t-shirt, not for money. Right. I, listen, yeah. I agree. And But but here's the deal, right? Like, it's volunteer I or career. No life but one it has to be a fireman, right? Right. And you know what, though? There are people who are subscribed to this, but they don't follow through, and they're not. And we know who they are. I mean, yeah. we know who they are through you know their, what, like, their every day. Say, you're, we don't you're number one in fire school. We do it too, and this is this is my fight. When people say, "Hey, you're number one, Jeremy. Hey, you're the firefighter. You're number one." The only reason you're fucking number one is I'm teaching you to not get yourself hurt before you get to the customer who is number one. That's what that means. And we've lost that. I'm sorry for getting really passionate right now, but it drives us. We've right. lost that. The hat's backwards. Go. <laughs> Roll. <laughs> we've lost that aspect. The reason we are number one is to make sure that we're protected enough and we're well trained enough to be able to get to the true number one. And that true number one is that victim that's inside. And it doesn't matter if they're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if they're rich, poor, homeless, or anything. That person is a living human being. If you don't have the self-respect to save a living human being... You're a piece of shit, and get out of the fire service. Yeah. I don't care. Call it, call it what it is. It can be a vacant structure. Doesn't mean it's unoccupied. They still, they, their life matters too. The, the, the house that would call a fire. A vacant house. Two people who are in it. Yep. One fatal. It's a fact of life. You have to value human life, and you have to understand That's why that. I took the oath of this job. Well, I agree. And, yep. and you know what? Like, you know, I, I'm, I don't know why it just popped into my head and where I am with this, but, like, I agree. I agree 110%. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know why this popped into my head, but I'm thinking, like, Secret Service, right? Like, it's very much in line with they are tasked to protect the president. I was saying that right? Day. Life and death, yeah, right? Never day. thought of this. I, I never thought of this before until you were sitting here saying that. And I'm, I'm trying to equate that to some way to... to People outside of the fire service, and maybe some people in the fire service, don't need to hear this. Right, Chris? Like, you and I take this for granted, right? We take what you just said, and people are saying preach and everything else, and I agree. Like, we're all here for the greater good, and we have customers, and we have to provide service for our customers. And those customers expect us to show up and take care of them. Whether their life is on the line or they have a water leak, we're there for them. And so we have to subscribe to that, and we have to understand that. And I just, I don't know why, but my brain just equated that to, like, Secret Service and talking about protecting the president and you're willing to lay your life down on the line. I want to go home every single night, but I certainly know that if the situation warrants, I will put myself in that position. And I think it becomes difficult, and Chris, you said this, like, you have to be sure that there are guys riding the rig with you and the guys in the firehouse are willing to do the same job because not only... If they're not, they're not only putting the, the customer in danger, putting but they're putting in you in danger exactly. and me in danger, right? right. And I, I think that's the message, right? And like, how do we portray that message and how do we educate and drive and fuel those guys to ensure that those guys riding backwards behind you, if you're the officer or you riding with those guys in the back seat? How do we fuel that for them to understand that this is bigger than them? Yeah. And we can't lose track of the fact that we are a servant. We are a public servant. Whether volunteer or career, we have one job, and that job is to protect life and property. Customers first. Right. In, in, in that order, life and then property. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I, just, I just can't stand when I see people saying that no fire is worth your life. In my mind, like, I'm 33 now. 
And granted, I didn't live a long life, but you know what? That fucking two-year-old didn't live a long life either. And if you're not willing to put yourself in a situation that, you know what? If God wants to come down that day and take my life for that two-year-old, guess what I'm going to fucking do? I'm going to save that two-year-old. And if you don't like that, if you can't deal with that shit, you know what? Honestly, I definitely don't want you on my department. And I definitely don't want you stretching down a, a fucking dark hallway with me. Was it you guys that had shared something up on your page the other day that had the crib in the fire station? Somebody, post, somebody posted that. Yeah. Somebody, I saw it, and I asked them about it. I said, dude, that's awesome. Solid. Can I post it up? They said, no problem. And, and the one thing that I really caught on with that was that there was all the statistics. And I love the stats because you can really start, like, when people are, because there's that... There's that anti-go-in crowd, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. that, oh my that, God, yeah. There's that hit-hard-from-the-yard mentality that's really taken some good information and twisted it around for something completely Absolutely. unorthodox. Yeah. And uh, it was the, the line was like, it was like a, I can't remember how it was, I'll paraphrase it, but you are going to stop somebody from dying a very terrible death, and you're going to do everything in your possibility, you know, in your power to get that, yeah. because this kid does not deserve that. And exactly. I was like... And, and that's and that's the bottom line about the fire service, man. We're like you said before, Jeremy. We're we're a personality. We we we, we are a personality. Bottom line, bottom line is I want somebody to enjoy the fruits of the, the world that I have, and that's the bottom line, man. So if you know, I love my family to death. Love my family to death. He's my family. You're my family. Love my family to death. But God damn it, <laughs> I'm gonna put my life on the line for that kid or that. That elderly person, or I don't give a shit. That's my job. Doesn't matter where you ride, doesn't matter what you do. That's your job. If you have a problem with that, and that's the problem we do have, whether it be newer generation or older generation, get the. F- no, I'm with you. Uh, I don't. Out. I don't and, think. And, and the good thing, <clears throat> the good thing to, to branch off of that a little bit. And the yeah. good thing about that is, I think you have a lot of good instructors. In the service nowadays, now. I kind of portray that message. You know, I'll, I'll give a few shout outs. Not like, like Emin Ecker portrays that message. You know, Bobby Ecker portrays that Which message. Last you know, Danny Stratton portrays that message. Brian Butler from Trenton, they all portray that message. Like, hey, like urban firefighting or, or, or vacants aren't vacant until we deem them vacant. Right. You know, it, it can be labeled a vacant, doesn't mean it's unoccupied. You know, and, and I think a lot of these instructors that a lot of the Firefighters, the younger people, the younger generation, a lot of they want people that want to that want that watch. watch and something to follow. They want somebody They're following to those gentlemen to and, and taking the message and right, going. So, with it. so let's take this somewhere then, right? Because you guys are a training page. Yes, sir. Correct. Yep. How do we vet? And I asked you this before we went on camera because yes. this is a big concern of mine, and I'll tell you why. And we've talked about this many times. That the younger generation believes everything they see. And you know what? Not just the younger generation. Do you know I'm Why a French I'm f- model? Listen. <laughs> not even that I don't believe. But I'll tell you this, right? I'm 40. I'm going to be 42 years old this month. And I believe a lot of what I see these days. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're so entrenched in social media, in photos, in videos... And this is always in your face, and we're digesting. You do it. You put content out. I put content out. Like the responsibility of what we do is huge. So my question to you is: There's all these training pages, and every single day new ones are popping up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
my concern in the fire service, I, th I think it's all great. I really do. Like, I think that there's, I think it's so important to be where the attention is. And if we can get to the younger generation of firefighters through social media and getting our content out there, I think it's fantastic. My concern is how do we vet what's being put out because these younger guys, or let's just say guys, yeah. these younger brothers or brothers, senior brothers, whoever, they're seeing this content, and a lot of times we believe what we see before we vet it ourselves. So, 100% agree. And, so, talk and, to me about so that, because that's a concern. The one thing that we always talk about, and one thing that we've learned over our years is in the service is, if you tell me something, even if you're an instructor, even if you're somebody I look up to, channel, I, I idolize that man. I fucking, anything he says is gold to me, but you know Shut what? Up. I'm still going to research it myself. And I'm still going to ensure that it works for my department, my SOPs and my SOGs, and ensure that it's going to bring me home. So even with the, and like I said, I, I, the man is amazing. It doesn't matter who I'm learning from or if I learn something on a social media page, I'm going to test it with myself before I go ahead and say, like, that's what I'm going to do. And we, we do this, dude, seriously, we do it all the time. Yo, Nick, I saw something on a such such page. Let's try it out real fast. Okay. You know what? It didn't work. It's stupid. Great. We're not going to do it anymore. You know what? Let's try something else. I'm always looking forward to the next thing going on. Like you said, though, there are a lot of great pages coming out right now. There truly are. Like, this guy. Well, so, I'm with you. I, yeah, trust so, me. There's I so get... many good ones, but the thing is, there's also so many shitty ones. Right. And unfortunately, this certain individuals only see the shit ones. Yeah. And it brings the good ones down. Top floor tactics. Awesome fucking guy, man. Misfits. Those guys, awesome. Trust I'm me. Learning, I'm learning. So I'm learning from them. Shut up and train. Shut up and train. Like, there, there's a countless amount of good fire pages out there that we can learn so much from. But then there's still shitty ones. The bottom line is, for everybody out there, instead of just like, really, I'm a French mom. Remember that commercial? Yeah. The bottom line is, no matter what happens, no matter what does... You find out what it is, well, and sure. you put it to the test for yourself. <laughs> Chris, I can't yeah. stress that enough, and that's that's where I'm going with this. Yeah, right. so more important than like the demographics of your department, you know, like hey, not everybody's FDNY, you know, and nothing towards the FDNY guys, you know, but not, not everybody's everybody not everybody's, Atlanta, like, not everybody's Miami, not, not everybody's San you know, Francisco. Fighting fires in California is different than Miami, than different than Texas, different than FDNY, you know. So you got to test out each. You know, another big one, PG County. You know, everybody, oh, PG County does it this way. Oh, the front bumper lines this like this. You know, hey, oh, try it. it. <laughs> it <it'll work. laughs> it's coming one guy. Oh, oh yeah, you know, it'll it front. Gotta do a shout out. Of course. There we go. <laughs> but um, hey, try it. If it works for you, great. You know, try it. Get everybody on the same page. Drill with it. Get proficient with it. If it works for you. Awesome.
I watched the video, I watched it again, and when we did it, and like all of a sudden we were all proficient in something that we sucked at because we couldn't get ourselves out of that mental block. Mm -hmm, yeah. And, I, and guys, somebody said in my fair house, like, you're trying to make this Hyattsville. You're trying to change this into this peak. No, I'm not. It's a rip pack. It's the it's same one. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you a new tool we're, for your tool we're using. Yeah. yeah. And now we're, like, I don't know about you, but I've just got, we've, like, we've just trained for 10 hours on this where we've been dreading it. Mm -hmm. And now people are doing it with proficiency, and that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you said it there, though. Nick Martin, another just god of the fire service, you know? Like the stuff that he produces and comes out with, I mean, it, it's phenomenal, you know? And he's a matter of fact. He's much like you guys. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, straight shooter I think, in the fire service, which is but nice. I, but I think, like, you know, us sitting around and talking about this, like, we are smart enough. Let me rephrase. We are, we, are, we, are, we are aware enough to know that you have to take what you see and make it yours. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes it works. The issue is, though, is a lot of times it's easier to take what you've seen and make it gospel. And my point is this, right? With training, right? Like National Fire Radio, us, we're just a bunch of hacks that, like, Love talking about fire trucks, and we love talking about culture and tradition, and having guys like you in tonight to talk about incredible things. But we don't really hit on training. We're going to get there, our platform, but I have to make sure that who we get there with is credible and has street credit and so on. My concern is this, Chris and Nick. Like, you guys run a, an incredible page, and what you're putting out is really good stuff. It's top shelf stuff. And my point is this is like, how do we educate? the younger followers to say, listen, what we're putting out is just what we know and what we can offer. Take what we do and make it yours. Craft it, right? Mold it, shape it. Like, you know, listen, if it's a shove knife opening up a dead bolt, like, again, it's pretty straightforward. But when we're stretching lines, like, because they're stretching tenement lines here or front bumper line here or a rear 300 load here, mm -hmm. and they do it their certain way, it doesn't mean it works for you. Like, take what you can see through these training videos or these training nuggets, right? Mm -hmm. And then craft it and make it your own. The problem is, I think a lot of times, is we're not digesting it enough to make it our own. We're taking it as gospel. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and that's true. That's a concern, and and what what's happening is is like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, like anybody can put a video up on any of those, yeah. and nobody knows the backstory, and nobody knows where these stories are coming from, and so we have to be sure that as we go forward and social media becomes a bigger presence in the fire service, we have to make sure guys like yourselves that try it, vet it, and then put it out are the guys that should be being followed, and we have to be careful of that. There's a lot of guys that are out there that are putting out content that I'm not saying it's bad or indifferent. I'm just saying it might not be the right. A lot, content. a lot, a lot of social media pages I've noticed that put put stuff out just to be first. Yeah. They they right. want so you're seen. Yeah. They, yeah. they want to be the first ones to put right. it out. So what I usually try to do is any single time I get something, it's either from a reliable source or I actually message the person. Yep. Because, listen, they, 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 information they always say pictures yeah. is worth a thousand words, yeah. but unfortunately with today's uh, service with social media, the picture doesn't mean shit. And, that, and that's just the way it is. So if you took a picture right now of us, well, let's say we had 40s in our hand, you'll think we're a bunch of drunks. 
But maybe we were just taking a picture with the fours just happened to be there right now. And we were actually talking. We just had maybe a they're funeral. already half empty. You know, but like the biggest thing with yeah, yeah. But that's the biggest thing is with so especially with Instagram is people are so quick to judge. If you ever notice anything with my content, I've never bad mouthed anybody. Yep. I will never Monday night quarterbacks. That, that's a good one, dumbass. But I can't stress that. Hey, he enough. just did. I mean, it's... I will never, I will never <laughs> anybody in the world because one, this is what we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. I was not there. I was. I did not know the situation. I did not know what you were going through in your head. So you know what? If that building did burn down, maybe that didn't work out for you. But you know what? The only thing I will ever do is I will take certain content from social media, bring it back to my firehouse, not on social media. We'll bring that to my firehouse and talk about it to my guys. Right. Hey guys, what do you think about where they put the ladder? Right. Do you think they vented too soon? Right. Do you think they should have vented here? Well, I agree. Yeah. That I have no problem with taking the stuff that is on social media. Maybe that's for them. But yeah. What would you have there, There's pages out yeah. there that all they care about is, like I said, a cool fucking filter, or I need to get a lot of likes. You right. know what? If yeah. you're there for the likes, and if you're there for getting your numbers up and everything else, yeah, really, I really don't care about you. You're, you're nothing special to me. Some of the best pages out there right now, I feel, besides Alpha Force, some of the best training pages out there have less than a thousand people. Oh, but listen, I listen, they, I agree. They, 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 like, they learn. You learn so much from these people. What, what I think is so important, and you know, <coughs> there's a lot of people that are, even today in 2019, there's a lot of people that are scared of social media. Mm. They still, there's still so many departments. I've had departments reach out to us and say, hey, you guys are a social media platform. It's nothing but a positive message. I would love for you to talk to our chiefs or our department about social media because we're handcuffed. We're not allowed to put anything out. Yeah. We have social media policies. We have this right. and that. And I get, we get a lot of that. And I think social media can be an incredible, valuable tool. Yeah. But it can also be your worst enemy. All the big color. And you yeah. have to be very careful. And I think what's important about this, and this is what we were talking about on the training side. I mean, what we do is just our point of view. It's culture and tradition. We talk about and fire a apparatus and a lot of bullshit and, and a couple of red, you know, solo cups in between. With water. But we're just sharing tips and tricks. You guys are putting out training. And when you talk about training, it's just so important to me to be sure that you have to digest the information and make sure that who's giving you that training can so give you that training and yeah. it's worth Do you remember this page that I put up, this, this post? Yeah. So, no, but yeah. It was, I a, mean, po it was a post and it, it got blown way out of content. And this is the, this is the shit I love about social media. It was a picture of two helmets and a hood. Right. That were all charred up. Burned up, right? Yeah. So what people were saying was, you don't want to learn fire from those kinds of people. You don't want to do this from those kinds of people, blah, blah, blah. First of all, did we ever say it was worn by somebody? No. Did we ever say it was normal fire? No. But it got me thinking then. If I want to learn about flashovers, do I want to learn from somebody who's never been in a flashover? Or do I want to learn with somebody who's been in a flashover before? And what did you personally see? What did you see in that house? It's different from a fucking concrete warrior. That's number one. Number two, it's a picture, man. Why are you automatically judging something about a picture? It's, it, read the content. 
read the content, see what it was talking about first. Maybe there's a story behind it before you jump down somebody's throat. We're so quick to judge somebody. That and, post, and that post went all over. And I'm sorry to put you off. That post went all over. <laughs> that post went all over the place. You know, like people were looking at the picture and then boom, comment. You know, and then not reading what, what the post was about. And the post had real almost. The post almost really almost had nothing to do with the picture. You know, but they were just like, oh my god, pick, look at that picture. And they read like the first sentence and like, ah, I don't want to learn from these guys. If there's if they're here like look, if they're like that, then they shouldn't be teaching me because they yeah, don't but, know what they're doing. So let me like, so let me ask what? you though, because Chris, I can see it in your face, like you're really pissed off about that. Uh -huh. All right, but so here's the deal, right? <laughs> we, <laughs> I reach back and I'm like, I don't have a gun on me. Like this guy's putting me <laughs> so, okay, no, but, right but where I'm going, where That's I'm going, your face? Yeah. yeah, no, he's upset. I mean, he's so upset. You didn't know this after yeah. all these years. <laughs> Well, because you see it so often. It's just as bad so often. That's a normal face towards me. Like, the biggest thing, Jeremy, is the bottom thing is lately what I've been also putting up is like motivational kind of shit. Right. Also. And, you know, I had a couple people from New Jersey, local FMBA bros too, saying that, oh, you must have a vendetta against somebody in your fire department. You must have a vendetta against somebody, one of your officers that's showing right now. It's not. It has nothing to do with that. You know what it is? I got enough following right now that some people message me, and I'm the voice for them. Right. The voice that that, I, individual, that individual never had a chance to yeah. say. Go with it, right? Because you are you are preaching to a guy that gets messages every single day from and it's people. Sad, and it, it, it's sad, dude. It's sad that some people are so disappointed with the fire service. At least twice a week, at least twice a week, I'm getting messages from people that are saying... I want to quit the fire service because it's not what I thought it was going to be. I know. And I try to tell them, like, listen, man, hold strong, hold true. But then you have people that comment on certain pages that are just bitching and belittling these young individuals. Like, hey, listen, is this a good way I, I got dressed? I'm looking for tips. That's how they're learning now. That's what we need to understand. That that's how this generation is learning. They're learning from social media. If they have a problem dressing up and getting outfitted, guess what you should be doing? Ha ha. Good, good one, kid. You look like a fucking jerk off. No. Hey, bro. Let me message you real fast. Let me private. Chris, what I, what I think is what I, what I love about what we do um, is the fact that understanding that teaching today, like even for us, like I never wanted to be an instructional page. I never wanted to be somebody that people rely on or look up to or want to talk to. Yeah. But we get messages all the time. And, and I talk to guys. Like, I give out my cell phone number like they're Tic Tacs, man. I'm like, call me. Text me. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. And I, I just talked to a kid the other day. He's in Connecticut. The kid's a home run. I mean, he's such a smart kid. And he's facing what every volunteer department faces. He's a young 27-year-old lieutenant, like brand new officer dealing with, you know, pushback from the top. We're not the FDMY, we don't need to do this. Yep. But he's fired up and he's hungry and he's feeling repressed. He's he's feeling the pressure from the top. Hey guys, it's and then, duty grill is and then line. How, come, how come I'm not getting yeah. the support from the bottom? Yeah. And we get messages like that every single day. And so like I told like I, I spend my rides home at night at 530 after calling Rob. Mm -hmm. I talk to these kids and I, kids. I mean, I, I'm not even a, I feel like I'm 25, but I'm 42. But I feel like I'm young enough that I can talk to these guys. And I'm like, you know what? 
this is what we're going to do with National Fire Radios. We're going to give a voice to all these different levels exactly. of the fire service so that we can get that message out. Because yeah. if we can share that message on a platform where old can listen and young can listen, and maybe we can bridge that gap. Maybe we can be that technological gap yeah. bridger that we can bring that all together, that'd be fantastic. I don't know what a gap bridger is. Did well, you hear that? It's like, but it's not really great. Honestly, yeah, I mean, it's like a thing. <laughs> look at, look at, just look at our age demographic in the room, all right? Like, we have 33, we've got 37, we've got 42, and then we have, like, Benjamin Franklin over here. Right. <laughs> but when you look at that, there's, there's actually some validity to that on its own, because when that young kid comes up and says, hey, Chris, look at what I found the other day on, on Instagram, and then the guy, oh, right, here it comes. But then there's, there's Tucker, who's somebody that's honest and said, like, yeah, you know, this is a really good idea. Because back so, when I was, I, we used so to have to feed the horses. Feeding the horses, what was right. it like? Uh, if, you, if you brought carrots at the beginning of the day, you were golden. To yeah. start off with carrots, oh, yeah. then they run faster that way. Okay. You don't want to give them the, if you give them the apples, they get the shits. Ah. I just, and but, with the apples, got it. But, but seriously, like, there's that, this, this is what makes it work, is that there's this uh, range of, of, of folks here that are able to Well, think about it, right? People outside of the firehouse, people outside of, my, my friends outside of the firehouse that have no idea, they know I'm 100% uh, invested into the fire service, but they're not a fireman, and they don't understand it. And then they look at me and they go, how can you have friends that are 18 years old? And how can you have friends that are 95 years old? And I said, it's because we have this mutual respect. It's this industry where age doesn't matter. Whether you're 20 or 40 or 60, we're on the rig to do the same job and we respect each other the same. And people outside of this profession just have a hard time understanding that because in a regular walk of life, you don't have friends like that. Yeah. But here we do. And so I think what's important, though, is we have an obligation to make sure that the 18 and the 90-year-old can connect. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know what, in the volunteer service, they're typically in the same house. Yeah. In the career service, I saw Rob the other day posted a, a picture on his personal page where uh, one of their senior guys came back and had lunch or just sat around yeah, the table yeah. and had coffee. Yeah, or dinner. Yeah, came back for dinner and was tolerant. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, how do you, like, the value yeah. of that is incredible. I always, and I always we, tell them to come back on Sunday uh, breakfast. I always tell all retirees to come back Sunday breakfast. We need to cherish that because the lesson, if we instill enough, enough value into the new generation to just shut up and listen for a few minutes, that's Sunday morning coffee around the table with a guy like yourself. And I know I do it all the time. I'm the facilitator. I instigate shit. I make shit happen. I connect people. Believe it or not, no. I do. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Jeremy, but no. how freaking awesome is that? That to be the guy and the responsibility that I have in my firehouse is I bridge the gap between young and old, and I like to think that I can tell stories to bridge that gap. And when we have, when we do that, and we can recognize that responsibility, that's huge because we're doing our part in making sure that the stories of yesterday are being told to today and we hope that those kids can then take those stories and run with them and that's important and i i think that's a lot of what's getting lost too and so i just i can't stress that enough it, i mean it, 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 if a war story i told her on the coffee table was utilized to save a save a probie's life or, so, or another fire just anybody just another make their life easier right like a probie's life on my right. job or, or right. jesus christ even a follower on my pages right on our pages life then then that, that's great i did my job you know and, I, and, and I you agree. know like hey 
recognize these signs are, hey, be aware of this. Hey, here's a little snippet of this. Like, hey, be aware of this condition on the roof. Look at this, you know? There's a difference between telling a war story and telling a lesson. Correct. But you can you can put them both together if you can yeah. put that if you're doing and then and that's, and then that's I, how you but that's yeah, what I, and and that's what I yeah. said the other day because I, I'll have I'll have certain firefighters tell me like yo man it was so hot we stretched up to the second floor we put the fire out man we went home we had a great time look at me we flashed but up, put the fire out. if you tell me how you stretched up the right. stairs it was a spiral staircase you had to stretch it this way you brought X amount of feet into it hey when we got in the fucking the entranceway was on the Bravo side because there was a Cape Cod, and that's why we went up most of the Cape Cods in that area this way. That was a lesson. And unfortunately, we have certain individuals flexing, like you just did, man, flexing their muscles. I agree. To be like, hey, I've been there, done that, kid. No, dickhead, all you've done is you just fucking happened to be lucky that day. But those, Why don't you teach me a lesson? But those were the guys that were on the line for those 25 years. That didn't bring much value to the job. Yeah. The guys that instill the value and the guys that retire and want to come back to the job to tell stories and sit around and have... There's so many guys that enjoy going back to coffee just to have that coffee and the camaraderie that they don't get anymore. Then there's the other guys that are like, yeah, I'll fucking go back. Fuck these guys. Like, I'll fucking show up. I'll do this. I have in my volunteer house. I mean, I have guys that are the biggest naysayers that every time we vote on something in a meeting, they're the no vote. Just because they can be the no vote, like mm-hmm. what a hand job! Like you don't, you know what a hand job is? It's like the old traditional, right? It's, it's, it's like get out of here! Yeah. Nobody wants it. There's so much, Rob. It's fact. Nobody wants more than that. So, like at the end of the day, like at the end, no. But that's yeah. like no, listen, a little, a little bit of true Jeremy's coming out right now. But at I the like end it. of the day, like that's it. Like don't be a handy. Be a squared away guy that wants to instill the values. Don't be the naysayer. Be the pro-sayer. Be the guy that says, I want to go to Sunday morning coffee and tell you how I stretched that line and tell you when I got to the top of the landing and I didn't have my hood on, my ears burned off my face and I knew I still had to go, so I went. Tell those stories because those stories will teach just as much as throwing that ladder or doing VES or stretching that bumper line those stories told by a 70-year-old guy around coffee time on Sunday morning let, let is just as valuable. And let them know that I made that mistake once of, right. fuck, I forgot my hood that time. Yep. You know? Um, one, one good story I use. Please. Uh, um, with, with my propies. We caught a nice mid-afternoon. I was pissed off because it was right during the, the Notre Dame game. You know, big we, Notre Dame fan. Like, uh, stupid, stupid. Hey, where are you guys at yeah, now? Clemson. <laughs> um, <laughs> there goes all wow. of Carolina. Wow. Yes. Yeah. There goes all of North Carolina following. Oh, Sorry. Um, so, so we, we, we <laughs> caught a fire to make it. Like, like, like 2 p.m., middle of the friggin' dang. So we're going. I, I tell my probies this all the time, you know. I learn from my mistakes, you know. I made a mistake. I'll man up to it, you know. Go walking up. Pull up, smoke showing, top floor of a vacant. Go up. I look. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the first entry irons guy that day on. Jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm the forceful entry irons guy that day on truck. I go walking up. I look at the door real quick. It's a vacant structure. It's padlocked shut. There's a little little hasp with a padlock on it. No doorknob. I'm like, all right, cool. This one's gonna be easy. Right. I stuck my ads end of the halogen behind the the hasp. Popped it right off. I stopped sizing up the door at that point. 
I took one swing with the Halligan, expecting the door to open up like a normal door would, because I gave one nice swing right where the handle would be. Where the handle was, it was drilled with big, long deck screws shut. So when I swung the Halligan, the the um the bolts for the Jesus Christ, I'm not bringing far. The bolts that kick the where the hinges are right. were taken out. So when I swung the Halligan, the door opened opposite. Okay. Totally threw me right. off. I almost landed on my ass, face right. first, you know, totally threw me off. Not expecting the door opening up opposite of what it normally would. I was like, oh my god, you know. But hey, I learned from that, you know, like don't stop sizing the door off. Once I pop that hasp off, continue sizing up that door, looking at what I have and everything. And that's that's hey, I'll never make that mistake again. And that's one thing I I impose on my probies right now, you know. Like I teach I teach the kid I, I teach the, the, the guy the all the firefighter one students that, like, hey, I did that, continue sizing up your door. I teach my probies in the firehouse, hey, Continue sizing at the how about, how about, you know what, in 25 years from now, when you go back for coffee on a Sunday morning, that's the story that's going to come up. tell the you know? story. Uh, and, and, and a nice, but it's a nice, less, it's, it's not just a story, it's a lesson. It's but, a lesson. Agree. And there's a, I yeah, agree. That's the thing, dude. There's yeah. a big fucking And it was a simple story, simple, simple, room off in the stories versus yep. teaching a lesson. Yep. And that's something that, fortunately enough, we've learned over the years that we had. In our, in our firehouse, we had senior firefighters telling us stories to be like, yeah, kid, I've done that, I'm fucking cool, versus the guy who was a true firefighter and took us to the side and said, listen, I did this, it didn't work for me. You should, probably shouldn't do that. It's dangerous. That was a lesson. And just us as a fire service in general need to understand that, one, we're a family, and the biggest thing we need to do as a family is get stronger, not work our way back. So for me to go here and say, Jeremy, I don't even know you, you know what, you did something wrong, you're stupid, that's bringing us back. So instead of always going ahead and canceling somebody out because they suck, why don't you find out why they're a problem and maybe you can be that person, maybe you can be that pro, they could be the project for you. Make somebody, I was the project for him. That's Chris, this fun. is what I was talking about before. But it's I not ending. Huge but I took a guy under my wing that I was told was no good. Yeah, and what happened? And turned him into a fantastic firefighter. Exactly. Yeah. And he now he's become one of my dearest friends. And like I, I love this kid to death. And like I, those. I also think too, if if you're in that position where you're being told, like you're given some friendly advice, or somebody's pulling you to the side, that we also have to have a, like a little Q-tip out there and quit taking it personally, like. You know, like yes. if Chris comes up to me and says, "You're hey, talking about your video," like right, like the because that's the other. I think our other part of the problem is that like it's like sometimes people are taking it way too. Like it's no, a but he wouldn't path. be taking you aside unless he cared about you, right? And that's yeah. that. Yeah, that's the thing. That, you know, like they're you know, you're just, not teased, you're not loved. You said, yeah. All right, so listen, Seb, we got to reset real quick or no? Uh, yes. All right, we're gonna reset and we're gonna come back. Sebby's gonna Rob clap so Sebby knows where we are. Perfect. Um, he dropped his. Anyway, we're back and you know we take we take the occasional Brit. Uh, do you need that or no? Well, I'll get there. You can keep going. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll put don't, in a thirty-second advertisement. Don't tell me here. my business, devil woman. I, <laughs> fine, I get it. So listen, I mean, at the end of the day, we're we're like two hours in with the hook and can. And Nick and Chris, you guys bring a lot to the table. And I think this day and age, we've hit on it a ton. And I just want to kind of wrap up because we've been going on for quite a while. And we could probably talk for hours and hours. 
But where I'm going with this is is very much this. National Fire Radio, The Hook and Can, we are social media platforms. That's where we are because that's where the attention is and that's where we know we can get the following and the viewership and get our message out. And so going forward for The Hook and Can, like we kind of just talked about it off air, but let's talk about it on air for a few minutes. Like what's next for you guys? Like I know, Chris, you and I have had many beers and we've chatted many of times about this and we always end up laughing and, and telling stories, but you guys very much want to instruct. And I know you instruct on the county level, but as yeah. the hook and can, you guys are putting out a, a, a ton of terrific content that's helping the fire service and shaping the newer generations and crafting the older generations. So like, where do you guys want to go with this? What are we doing? I, so, I mean, I think we're going to continue, like like we talked about all fair, we're going to continue and Chris will elaborate we're going to continue putting that content out there. Awesome. And a lot with that content is that real world, you know, hey, learn, hey, this is the real world. This is how it's done. One guy's throwing a 24-footer, you know, one guy's stretching this line, and we're, we're, we're stretching, and we're putting these fires out in vacants, you know, that are not unoccupied and, and all that. So we're going to continue moving forward and, and pushing all that information out. Um, we're going to continue to work with some of our members of the Hook and Can of putting together maybe some classes. Yeah, because this is a bigger group than the two of you guys, right? Correct, correct. So how many how many guys do you have involved I, now in the network? Maybe about, we'll say that maybe Mike, about a dozen. Mike, Billy, yeah. Hanley. Who's the Who's the uh, Trenton brother that I met down at the uh, Michael. 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 Michael Latieri from Trenton Fire Department. Honestly, oh, oh, he did not want that. He did not want that out there. Oh man! And I feel like Brian yeah. Butler is going to go all over that one tomorrow. So, but it's out there. So I love. I love Sorry, that. brother. Love you. I love how we all have our own little groups, you know. <laughs> but I, I, was that what I was supposed to not do tonight? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, so the biggest, the biggest thing that we're trying to do right now. Is, <laughs> Chris is like, all right. So we'll just bring this. Down. I'm trying to try and change. This is part of the way that Eventually, what we're trying to do is we we are instructors, and I feel that we can go after the younger group. There's one instructor that we work with right now at Hunt, at one of our academies, Travis Hoffman. He's a young kid, a young man. And the knowledge that he has is absolutely astonishing. His father and his father, one of his father's good friends, are pretty much the best tech guys I've ever seen in my life. But Travis is pretty much right behind him. So what I always love to do is I love to go to firehouses and show the younger generation, us, mm -hmm. who are not yet necessarily that old just yet. And listen, we're in the situations you can be too. And it doesn't matter if you have two years on or 20 years on. Everybody can teach. Everybody can make a difference. So a couple classes we're putting together right now is Leadership Without the Shield. You know, um, the, of course, the Hook and Can class. We're going to do a, a Man in the Machine class. And pretty much just firemen, like firemen being firemen. And yeah. Bottom line is, you have to understand the heritage that we came from. I'm, I love... I love the history. I love looking at our old archives at, at uh, headquarters. You know, going back to the books, they actually used to write down what the calls were, when they fed the horses, Absolutely. and everything else. You know, the spiral talk about that all the time. The spiral I mean, staircase. Why is the spiral staircase there? I tell, ask the new guys. I have no clue. 
That's because the horse is going to follow them up. Right. In order to know where we're going in the future, we need to know where we were in the past. And unfortunately, with some firefighters today, is they're losing that. And the reason why the newer generation is losing that is because the older generation is not teaching that. The bottom line is, with everything going on today, you can bitch and complain about this newer generation and everything else. But without us, without us teaching them, guess what? Our heritage, our livelihood, and everything else is going to go to shit. So, instead of bitching about it, what we need to do is embrace it and embrace the fact that what they're learning and how they're learning and understand the matters. So that's what we're going to do eventually. I would love to go to different fire departments. Love it. Talk to them, understand their heritage, and just give them like a little... Like, I'm not talking about even like a class. Just, you know what? On a duty crew night that you do, we'll come there, we'll talk to you, we'll shoot the shit, and honestly, I feel like that's the best way to do it because our passion for the fire service, right now, even when we're talking to you, our passion for the fire service, if we talk to you for at least 30 minutes, I guarantee you we're going to change your mentality about the fire service. And that's what I want. If I can change one person, that person changes one person, that person changes one person, Next thing you know, we change the world. And you know what, Chris, you're, you're dead on with that. And I, I think what's awesome about that is one thing just in the fire service inherently, it's contagious. Mm -hmm. You get a guy in the firehouse that loves the craft, and loves the job, and wants to train. The next guy wants to train and love the craft, and the next guy, and the next guy. It's contagious. And, when, and that's why, detrimentally, it can go the other way, too. And so we have to be careful of that, and we have to police that. But at the end of the day, when you get the right amount of guys in there that are always there for the right reasons, yeah. you have a good company and a squared away culture. And that's really what it comes down to. And I think it's fantastic. And for having you guys here tonight, sharing your stories, Nick, I mean, you, you told a real personal story tonight. I, Thank you. That was, um, I, I think so much good comes out of a story like that. And I, God forbid, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I haven't experienced it firsthand, but I will tell you that the lessons learned and what you can bring forth just as yourself yeah. and going in and talking to different guys and departments and helping facilitate that, I mean, that's an incredible story. And, and so it needs to be told. So I thank you Absolutely. for yeah, trusting us with that story. Time. Yeah. And Chris, man, like rock and roll, brother. I mean, you and I, we're no, pull, we're no punches pulled here. I mean, we... Yeah. we you know, and I, I just... I think like your message has been fantastic. What? I mean, you're laughing at me. No, just because I... You haven't been able to talk because I've just been all over that's, it. Or? That's pretty much normal. Yeah, you like this meat, so it was good. Yeah, no, I just I I think about the no punches pulled thing, and I think I mean I remember meeting him in Wildwood, and that was the impression. Like, well, press he was. Oh, that's right. He might have had one or two. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Gave me the old hit in the shoulder, but it really moved my whole body. I was like, whoa, this guy don't <laughs> this guy don't do. It was a good time. But yeah, you know, I mean, that's just solid brothers doing solid brother things. I think it's I think it's so important just in this business, and I think we're we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, we've been going a long time, but I think it's just so important to surround yourself with good people. Mm. And good people breed good people, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so if you put yourself in good company and you surround yourself with people that love the craft or love the firehouse or love, it doesn't matter whatever you do, just in life, like put yourself, surround yourself with positive, good people and you get a good outcome. I will say one thing though about do it. that is I love putting myself around good people. But I always like to get that one person that's negative, and that's my challenge. 
and they typically cling on to the good you know people what, because exactly. they're just hanging on enough I'm to not be negative. Like, around, like if I agree. Was I negative, agree. I'm, I'm not gonna go ahead and jump into this crowd, but you know what? If I see somebody that has a little bit of potential, a little bit, guess what, man? You're gonna be my fucking challenge. You're gonna be my fucking thing that I want to accomplish. And I bring you in, and I bring you into this side, and make you fall in love with the fire service, which we've done before with certain individuals. You know who I'm talking about. That that is cool. That is cool. When you can actually transform somebody from screw the fire service is a stupid bull, bro. Why? Why? Let me talk to you. Come on, bro. Let, let me show you what it's about. And what you like your your slogan right now is solid bros doing solid things. And if we were all brothers, guess what? We can all make a difference. And we are. And that but but we are. And I you're you're absolutely right. Breed good stuff. Bring good stuff to the job. Yeah. Love the job. Love the craft. Because here's the deal. Whether volunteer or career, you chose to be here. Yeah, correct. Yep. So love it. Because yep. if you don't, there's so many guys that do. Yep. Love it, know it, practice it, and it's everything we about it. Is, we, yeah. we put up a post the other day, and this is something that I'm firm believer of, that there are individuals out there in the fire service who, one, can't do it because physically unfit or mentally unfit, or two, they they either retired out or they were forced out because of their age or physical condition. And I have people that I know who have a physical condition that they can't ride a fire truck every single day of their life. They say, I would kill somebody. I would, I would, I would die tomorrow if you would let me just ride the fire truck one more day. And then you're gonna go ahead and sit there literally at the kitchen table and tell me how much you hate this fucking place. When that person right over there is dreaming about being in the position that you're at, you're a scumbag for doing that because there's, listen, you don't like it, dude, there's a door. Guess what? There's there's professions out there that make more money and there's also different places you can do. Go join the Yelps. I don't need you at my firehouse bringing your darkness to me. What I need is firefighters who are gonna understand the craft, understand the job, and love it for what it is. And if you don't like it, buy wood. Bottom line. Oh, I want to end on that. I mean, I yeah, shit. There's nowhere to go after that. I mean, that is that's truly solid brothers doing solid things. Jeremy National Fire Radio. Oh wow! I mean, oh, I mean, that's it. Oh, that's it. Later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm sold. But, uh, listen, guys, I I can't thank you enough for being here tonight. Um, I know it was a little bit of a you know. You know, a little bit of a, nah, I don't know if I want to do, you know, be on camera. Listen, the reason why we video it is the same reason why we put it on audio. Let's put it on all the platforms because there are people, believe it or not, that want to hear this message. And ending on that tonight, Chris, that's it, man. There's more run. guys that want to hear that message than don't. Yeah, it's a home run. And so, you know what? In the words of Jeremy from National Fire Radio... <laughs> That's a home run. Can <laughs> you give me like a fucking solid? Yeah, knocked it out of the park. No, like, that's a solid. No, no, we're not gonna change up my shit. You have to I do mean, something. You have shit. to change it. It's a new year, bro. New you. You have to do something different. It's out of 2019. here. 2019. What are you gonna do, man? You're gonna stay the old Jeremy, or you're gonna do something new? It's the first night oh, I know in a new studio. You're gonna, you're gonna come up yeah, with this, something this new. This is your coming out party, this son. Coming out party, man. No, no, first night new he's, studio. He's gonna come up with something new, and you're showing him how you're moving forward. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Wow. 
Hey, everybody, it's Rob Nessel on Fire Radio. Thanks for joining us tonight. Larry, Nick, and Chris, Smug and Cam. Thank you for having us. And Sebastian. And Sammy behind the ones and twos. Who? Guys, thank you. Thank you so much for listening, following. A lot more to come. The hook and can. These guys aren't so bad. Check them out. (laughs) Be safe out there, guys. Take care. Fuckers. That was good, man. Hey, 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 hey. These are like shaking a bunch of bananas. Look at the size of that fucking head. God damn it. Thanks, brother.